Hey everyone, this amazing ESO Network show is brought to you by our fine sponsor, Amazon.com. Please remember to shop Amazon for all your geeky needs, no matter what time of the year it is. All you need to do is go to ESOPodcast.com slash ESO Amazon, or click on the Amazon banner on the ESO Network webpage to go to our e-store. It's the best way to shop and the best way to support this program, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Okay, that's enough of me babbling for now. Now on with your regular scheduled show. You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. It's time for the ESO Dragon Con Report, a podcast dedicated to help newcomers and veterans prepare for the upcoming annual convention in downtown Atlanta. With interviews, advice, and news from the pros and fans alike, be careful, you never know, you might actually learn something. Howdy and welcome to the eighth and final pre-show episode of the 2017 Dragon Con Con Report. It's almost upon us. It's a little more than a couple of weeks now until Dragon Con. Uh, I'm your host, Mike Gordon. I'm pleased to introduce you to the rest of our station crew, starting with, of course, Director Mike Faber. Wow. 16 days from this recording. 16 days, and I will be surrounded by some of my best friends in the whole wide world world close to eighty thousand of them well exactly and then the dragon con people too so it's good yes all all eighty thousand of our listeners oh exactly all in one room they're all staying at your hotel room mike (laughs) no that's well you know what that would make it a lot cheaper for me to stay there that's for sure if they all pitched in like 50 cents then i actually i would make out with it i like abandoned on that so uh, but I would probably not get much sleep, even less sleep than I'm likely to at the actual dragon. But uh, anyway, uh, we've also got Mary Lou who back with us. Hey guys, happy uh, almost Dragon Con. <laughs> it's Fortnite until Dragon Con. Woo! So, so how are things going with you as far as uh, are there is a, is there any last minute cosplay activity or? Yeah, um, you know, there always is. Um, I've actually spent the last couple of hours doing inventory of the costumes I'm supposed to bring and making sure I have everything. Been going pretty well so far. Um, But I still have a couple of things to order. So you know how that goes. Amazon Prime becomes your friend. (laughs) Hopefully. Yeah, I've heard some things about Amazon Prime not being so uh, cool with the two-day thing, so... Uh, uh, yeah, I ordered a bunch of stuff on Friday, and like only half of it's gotten here by now, so I'm sort of salty about that. But thankfully, I did it enough in advance that it should be okay. Yes, not to talk poorly about our sponsorship from the Amazon eStore, so I don't want to talk poorly about that. But yes, sometimes the two-day thing is a little misleading. Yeah, well, cosplay Christmas has begun. Every day, there's a new package at the door, at least one. So <laughs> that time I like of year. That. I like that. <laughs> and, and speaking of uh, cosplay and folks that are returning to the station, Tacoma Sanchez is back with us. I am back. I am very glad to be back after my not-so-brief hiatus. We are very glad to have you back. So um, have you been all busy preparing for the big big <laughs> event in this time? 
I don't think there's enough laughter that could fill the room. <laughs> I, uh, I actually thought for the longest time that I wasn't going to be able to get anything new out. And now I've got that, oh, I have a couple of weeks. I can totally knock this out. Uh, ambition, um, which has caused me to stay up many, many a late night. But we'll see if it happens. I'm working on a couple. Now, is it something that you just all of a sudden something inspired you and you're like, I got to do this? Or is it something that's been kind of like, well, I'm on the back burner for a while. And you're like, let's just make that happen. It's not something like it was definitely something I was inspired by. It's one of the artists over in Artist Alley. He did a uh, a rendition of a well-known Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles villain that I felt I needed to personify into real life. And I've had the I've had the inspiration for ample enough time for me to have probably made a little bit more progress on it than I have, but I just haven't had the time to actually do it. And honestly, let's let's not dig around here. It's the motivation. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, true. Once you have that 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 deadline is staring you in the face. And and I'm making some headway. I'm I'm looking forward to getting it done. So we'll we'll see what happens. It definitely won't be a final draft. It'll be a I'm gonna upgrade this for AWA. Well, we are very, very happy to have you back with us uh, for this final pre-show episode. We're also going to be checking in with Michelle Obidick-Simmons, uh, Kevin Batchelder, and Eternal Zan, as, as well as many of you. Uh, we asked for, we sent out the call, and a lot of you people sent us messages, uh, left voice messages for us, sent us emails. So we're going to be reading uh, the emails uh, to you a little bit later on, as well as playing all the messages so you can find out what a lot of people, a lot of friends of the show are listening to or looking forward to for this year's Dragon Con. So that's pretty exciting stuff. So um, real quick, uh, this Earth Station 1 special report is sponsored by the ESO Amazon e-store where you can find all sorts of cool geeky merchandise. Uh, if you're ordering some swag from Amazon, please help us out by going through our link. It doesn't cost you any more. And it really does help us out a lot. So please, um, if you would like to leave feedback or comment on the show, um, it's not too late. Uh, you can still call in and let us know what you're looking forward to. Uh, we won't have time to obviously play it on this episode because you're listening to it now. Um, but, um, you know, it'd be kind of cool to catch up with you guys, certainly after the convention. If there's stuff that happens during the convention or you want to rave about some certain things afterwards, call us, uh, leave us messages, uh, send us audio, send us emails, and uh, we'll play them on the after show. Uh, that's uh, usually that we do about two or three weeks after when we're trying to recover from the convention. So uh, please do that. Um, uh, so our... Our callback line is 404-963-9057, and our email address is esopodcast at gmail.com. So um, just only a couple of items of news uh, to report. I mean, there's a lot of stuff happening and a lot of stuff coming out, but it's almost too much at this point for me to single out and report here. We're going to talk a little bit later about stuff that we're looking forward to. So in a way, this show is, always, is all going to be about what's going on and what's exciting about DragonCon for us. But uh, there's two items that I wanted to mention in particular, uh, one of which is actually a retraction, a correction, if you will. Um, last month or a couple weeks ago on our last uh, episode, we had uh, the media relations director, Dan Carroll, on, and he accidentally mentioned that registration for DragonCon has moved to the Hilton. That is not true. That's not actually going to happen. This year, registration remains at the Sheridan. So... 
Um, uh, they, uh, Dan really apologizes for the uh, misinformation, um, but uh, it, it, it is, we're trying to correct it here, and he's corrected it a lot of places online. So when you first go to DragonCon, in order to pick up your badges, you need to go to the Sheridan. So uh, I think the only exception to that is for the guests and uh, bands, uh, VIPs, etc. They still go to the Marriott to pick Eter up their badges. Eternal members too, Mikey. That's right. Yes, Eternal members as well. Um, but everybody else uh, needs to go to the Sheridan. And uh, how long have the lines been? Do you guys know? Uh, have they been pretty acceptable over the last couple of years? Because it used to be a nightmare. But I've heard that that situation is is resolved, really. The last few years for myself, I always pre-order online. At the, they've been a breeze. I mean, I still try to get there a little early on Thursday. But the hardest part I have is finding parking that doesn't charge me 20 to $30. Oh, yeah. That's cool. I, I, yeah, because it used to be that <laughs> you'd spend all day Thursday lining, uh, waiting in line to just oh, pick yeah. up your badge. The first year it took me, the first year that I went, it took me a good, I want to say two and a half, three hours of sitting in line. And we got there early and people were lined up outside. We were outside with them before we even made it inside the building. Oh, well, I used to work right across the street when I used to work at the state. And we used to come out after work on Wednesday night before the con and people were lined up waiting for registration. Yeah, yeah. I'm not doing that. And but no, no, but that but that's the old days since they switched to the postcard system and they just scan it. It is just amazingly fast. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So um also I uh, do want to the, the another piece of big news that came out involves uh DragonCon TV. Uh, DragonCon TV is uh, it, it now offers streaming membership to watch all of the content, uh, even if you are not attending the convention, even if you're not at a host hotel that has DragonCon TV as one of the channels. Uh, so you, it, it's going to cover not only the the humorous bits that DC TV is known for, but also panels and coverage of the parade, other coverage as well. It's going to be a streaming service that uh, you can get, and it's actually going to be available. Um, like I said, you don't even have to be going to DragonCon. You can sign up for this and actually take part in DragonCon from wherever you are around the world. So, uh, and they're going to be uh, a lot of content so that after the con, you can uh, check in. If you're missing, if you're <laughs> jonesing for DragonCon, you can still uh, replay uh, certain panels, certain events, uh, whenever you want, and uh, for months and months afterwards. So uh, that's pretty amazing that they're offering this service, and uh, it's really cool. I, I think uh, you can just go to the um, DragonCon online store for more information. We will have uh, a direct link to us on our site as well. But, uh, yeah, just go to the official DragonCon site for more information, or even DragonConTV.com, and, and, and that's, it. That's, that's a pretty big deal. So, um, and also, I do believe, didn't they confirm that the parade is going to be broadcast as well this year, too? Yes. Dan, actually, when right. he was on our last episode, confirmed, and they're going to be doing more with the CW, with the con, and also with the parade. They're going to have more of a true setup. And also, I don't know if you mentioned it um, last time, but they gave the route of the parade this year, and it actually goes almost all the way down Peachtree Street all the way down to North Avenue. Yeah, I think it's the same as it has been before, but they just confirmed that, right? 
Yes. And so basically, you know, so you don't have to get out right in front of the hotels, like the of the outside of the Hilton or the Marriott. You can actually go further down across the connector, um, almost down by the hospital and along Peachtree Street there, and you'll still be able to see the parade. And it's just it's just amazing how you know um, how long and how popular this parade has been going for, and it just everyone just has to realize it is a free event, and there are people from all over who come just for the parade. Absolutely, and uh, it's one of those things where you don't have to be a uh, dragon; you don't have to purchase a, a pass to see the parade. Uh, you do have to purchase a pass if you want to go into any of the hotels and 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 enjoy the dealer room and whatnot. But if you're just going to tune in or just traveling down there for the parade on uh, Saturday morning, then uh, it's a pretty good. If you try to go to where one of the host hotels are and, and get a spot there, that's going to be a tough spot. But if you look at the route, uh, you should be able to find uh, the spots almost everywhere. So good to know. And definitely go to the, I saw that posted the route and everything. I saw that posted on the DragonCon Facebook page. And it's also on the ESO Broadcasting Network Facebook page too. Awesome. Yes, even better. So a little tip though with the parade. If you're going to come out to the parade five minutes of 10, you know, right before the parade starts, don't expect to even get close to the street, folks. That's the (laughs) truth. Um, People get there at 6 a.m. with like lawn chairs and such to sit there and stake out their claim along the route and it's become that big you know i usually get out there between quarter of eight and eight fifteen, and i already you know have trouble getting to the street you know, yeah so it's it's there yeah it's tough it's tough it's a very very it's probably the most popular event of the weekend mm-hmm. exactly well of course it's the most it's the one that can handle the most crowds it's yep. you know and last year they estimated um, officially it was over 125,000 people came for the parade to watch it. And that doesn't include TV folks. Cause now it's being shown on TV, like we mentioned earlier, but it now is probably expected to be almost 140 this year. Did yeah. We ever get, did we ever get an official badge count for Saturday? No, no, I was just curious. It's a lot. Just say that, you know. Oh, I'm I'm aware. I'm yeah. very much aware. Well, Dragon Con itself is predicting, you know, they've officially saying um eight between 85,000 80, this year. I mean, yeah. well, we've official been at, that's the official and, I was going to say officially I feel like we've been at 80 or 85 for the last 2 years. Oh, well, of course they have. Well, unofficially I mean, unofficially yeah. last year was almost 100 they said. But yeah. they had to, you know, knock that down a bit for fire marshal rules. Uh, one last thing about the parade is I noticed that on the uh, DragonCon official uh, Facebook group, they did say, someone at DragonCon had said, uh, the crowd for the parade is the least dense on the far north end of the route, uh, farthest from the host hotel. So um, uh, if you're you know thinking about where to find a good spot, it's not a bad idea to aim for that spot, but even they say, Getting there early is the only way to guarantee a good spot. So get there as early as you can. 
Well, cool. Well, that's all the big news that I have. Uh, there's a, like I said, there's a lot of stuff. Uh, if you go to the DragonCon Facebook group, if you go to any of the panel groups, if you go, there's a ton of different kinds of all kinds of different kinds of uh, DragonCon groups on online. Uh, Facebook is full of them, and uh, whether it's a cosplay group or photo shoots or uh, meetups, uh, over forty, under forty, singles, et cetera, et cetera. Um, there's a party group, so I would recommend you know just typing in DragonCon and uh, and seeing what's out there. Um, we it's hard, very impossible for us to cover it all, but uh, we're going to start talking about um, the the things that we're doing and that's where you can find us and what we're looking forward to. Um, and uh, what, starting with um, now, who among here gets there first? Mary, do you get there really early, like on like Monday or Tuesday? Um, we get there Wednesday, but I've been trying to talk people into going Tuesday this year, so we'll see. Now, do you help set up as well, or are you just there to, right when you get there, like, to early party? Um, my job doesn't really start until Thursday. Um, thus, thus far, so in the past, I haven't been getting there till Wednesday evening, so like 7 or 8 Wednesday night, and so I haven't really been able to help uh, in a volunteer capacity. But um, if I got there earlier, I probably would. Gotcha. So, and and you'll spend well about half and half the time working and half the time partying. Uh, ish. I work about six hours a day. Okay. Okay. So then I and sleep I mostly not at all. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Sleep, sleep is sleep is for after the con. I feel sleep like is for the week. I feel like there should be specialty Dragon Con coffee punch cards for all of the kiosks that have coffee in any of the hotels. And after so many, they should just stop counting and give it to you. <laughs> yeah, they. Yeah, I would say that they diminishing returns. They've already made up their money, right? So, so uh, now to come a winner, you get planning on getting there. Uh, I usually get in. I normally in the past have gotten in on Thursday, and I usually get in relatively early on Thursday. And by that, I mean around lunchtime-ish. But uh, this year, since I am now local to the Atlanta area, I will actually be working the majority of the day, and I will show up later in the evening. I normally try to hit the Bunny Hutch Party, which happens on Thursday, which up until last year was not an official Dragon Con event. Um, this year, I'm not sure if I'm going to go or not. I don't have a costume, so I would feel very underdressed. Gotcha. And the bunny hutch is getting bigger and bigger. I mean, it's, uh, it's, I've, I, I, do you know how long that's been going on? I officially, of course, only since last year, unofficially, rumors vary. I want to go, the number that's jumping out at me is six. But I can't say for sure, honestly. But I know it has been for several years. Gotcha. It is something that uh, now is it an event that happened. Well, I don't. Yeah, you know, officially, is it? It's a where? Do you know where it is? Uh, it used to be in the um, what is the name of the area over at the Marriott? The the bar that they have up on the top. I keep wanting to call it the Loft, and that's not it. Yeah, I want to call it the Loft too. Did they change the name? It might be the loft. <laughs> I think it's the so loft. They used to they used to do the party over there, or they would do the pre-party over there, and then they would move it into one of the ballrooms. 
Um, and then this last year, it was still in the Marriott, but it was in one of the big ballrooms in the back. Gotcha. Now, is it a is it a photo op opportunity event, or is it a um, just you know everybody just dress up they, and party, they, or? It originally started as a everybody dress up and party. Um, and as it's grown and as it's become a more official event, uh, it has grown into a photo opportunity. They do have a separate Bunny Hutch Dragon Con backdrop that you can take a photo in front of. And there is a costume contest specifically for it. And they do have celebrity prizes and different judges. Um, but that's, uh, it, it's grown quite a bit. It's a, it's a pretty good event to, to attend if you've never been to one. I, I have not. I've just uh, like I've, it's one of those things that's been on my radar, uh, but uh, um, I've never. Yeah, because I didn't. I, at first, it was one of those things that I just heard about, and by the time you heard about it, it was over. Yeah, um, yeah. Because it starts. It doesn't start super early, but it is. It's Thursday, which is an unofficial official Dragon Con day. Have they made that an official Dragon Con day yet? Thursday is that you can buy a pass for Thursday. So okay. Thursday is now so an official Thursday day. Thursday is an official Dragon Con day. Well, Thursday, yeah. technically um, Thursday evening. It yes. Is. It's not, yeah. they, they do not have panels and stuff like that during the day on Thursday. In okay. The, in the evening, I think one of the kickoff events is the wrestling. Well, and I think for the longest time, you didn't have to have a Dragon Con badge in order to get into the Bunny Hutch party because it was unofficial and it was on Thursdays. Ah, interesting. And I, I could be wrong on that, so don't entirely quote me on it, but I'm pretty sure in the early years you didn't have to. Now, you do need to make sure that you bring your ID with you because they will ID it as an 18 and up only event. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, it, it, well, that's, yeah, that's definitely cool. So, so you will be there this year for that? I possibly I might peek in for, for a minute. It's going to depend on when I actually make it in. I'm, I'm opting not to drive from my house in. I'm going to get, uh, I'm going to get handsome Rob to drop me off. So it'll depend on his work schedule. Gotcha. And it is an event where I know this sounds like a stupid question, but is an event where you like, you must dress, dress like a bunny in order to attend. You do not have to dress like a bunny to attend or hutch to attend, um, but it is highly encouraged, and you will have a lot more fun if you do it. Gotcha. So, Mike, are you, are you dressed like a bunny? Of course. Do it. Do it. Be the dude bunny. The dude bunny. That the would be dude actually, bunny. The dude bunny. I saw I, I saw a female dude hutch last year. Be the dude bunny. I could do the dude bunny. Maybe. See? Yeah. See? It could work, but I think it actually is the same time as the ESO meet and greet we're doing. Yeah, I believe it is. On Thursday Done. night. And it'd be kind of weird not having the hosts of the podcast. <laughs> I mean, you, you could go in to your event dressed as a bunny. That would be like being there in spirit. Oh, so much so. <laughs> so much so. I could see that. (laughs) I'm getting a theme here, Tacoma. Is there something you want to tell me? (laughs) Well, I my friend Jeremy did just do a furry convention, so yeah. Okay, (laughs) there you go. You know, into many things. That's not one of them. Thanks, though. (laughs) (laughs) I'll pass. Yeah, Mike. When when are you planning to get there? Uh, tomorrow. Uh, oh, mentally, that's uh, when I'll be there. But um, probably, most likely, I will be there around lunchtime on Thursday. I'll 
you know, cause I'm going to be working with the newbie tours and doing the tour guide thing again and, you know, start catching up with friends and, you know, finding, get a lay of the land where everything is and, you know, checking into the hotel and then hopefully, you know, at least this year I don't have to have help Maddox set up his table. So that's a plus. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, uh... so yeah. So Thursday around lunchtime and then stay through Monday evening. Yeah, that sounds like a plan for me too. I need to set up uh, my table um, as well as uh, check into the hotel and and then usually I try to do I hit try to hit uh, Trader Vic's on Thursday uh, before it really becomes insane uh, and then uh, and then of course wrestling and the ESO thing. So yeah, I mean right when I get there, I mean Thursdays, boom is i mean it all there's no sense there's no time to just go chill and relax it's like once i'm there it's gonna be uh on dragon con mm -hmm. i gotta see how many uh white russians i can actually do this year it'll be awesome <laughs> challenge accepted exactly i think it'll be fun so uh so what in particular are are you guys uh interested in are, are there any particular are there any uh, guests that you guys are interested in seeing Matt Smith I really want to meet him you know cuz he would be the first of the new series doctors that I've actually met cuz I haven't met David yet Yeah nor have I and so I think it'd be pretty darn awesome I, I would love that opportunity as well. I that's one of those ones though. I'm not sure if uh, money or nor time will allow that. Because isn't he only there a couple of days? Um, no, I think he's here the, there the whole time. Okay. Um, I know. Don't don't quote me on that, folks. That's not official. <laughs> that is definitely not official. Uh, but I know, like, um, I know. Uh, let's see. Karen Gillan is only there a couple of days. I know Billy Piper's only there a couple of days. And I think Alex Kingston's only there a couple of days. And I gotcha. think, yes. And so, yeah, but I think the Doctor Who stuff is the most I want to, people I want to meet. Uh, they actually announced somebody I do want to meet uh, this last week. They've actually um, announced that Wallace Shaw is coming to Dragon Con. And for those who don't know who Wallace Shaw is, uh, think of. Let's see. He was in The Incredibles. He was a, he do, he's been doing a lot of voice acting, and but a lot of people know him mostly from The Princess Bride, as Vizini. Mm, yes. And you know, inconceivable. He does do a lot of voice acting. Yes, he, he does. does. And he also uh, was on Murphy Brown. He's he's been on tons and tons of shows, and. I've read some of his blogs, his writings. He's just this really all-around great guy. And he wouldn't have been somebody you would think to see at a con. And no. and he's coming. And God, Joe Crow, if you are listening to this, please get him <laughs> on our Princess Bride panel. Please. <laughs> just uh, just for a, a cameo would be great. Hell, have him walk in and look at us and go, inconceivable. I think that I'm would sure be pretty awesome. All the time. Oh yeah. yeah, I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure he's well, sick of hearing that. Mike, since you mentioned new guest announcements, I guess this is a perfect segue 
for uh, you and Mary to uh, lead us into some of the announcements that have made just in the last couple of weeks since we did our last episode. Okay. We will have ladies go first. We'll start at the bottom of the list. And Mary, you want to go first? All right, let's go. Joe Pruitt is an Eisner Award-winning comic book editor, publisher, and writer, having been nominated for numerous Eisner, Harvey, and Eagle Awards. He's written for virtually every major comic publisher, including Marvel, Image, Vertigo, IDW, and Aftershock. Currently, he is the publisher COO of Aftershock Comics. The murder of Joe Crow. Gee, we were just talking about him. (laughs) That is a musical uh, chimera, a sonic beast bred to display traits of goth, gypsy, and classic forebears. Steam-powered giraffe. From their heartwarming, nostalgic melodies to their funky cabaret rock, Steam-powered giraffe songs are memorable, infectious, and as unique as the robots themselves. They are awesome. If you have not seen these, oh, it is cool. You're going to have fun with that one. I've actually seen them, videos of them. I haven't seen them in person, so this is going to be cool. Uh, Ned Bellamy uh, entered the show business in the late 70s, initially on television programs, including The Waltons, MASH, The Dukes of Hazard. As time rolled on, however, Bellamy moved more squarely into the film work, specializing in action, horror, or thriller fare. The Muckers embody Irish rock with a twinge of sea shanties and gypsy music. John Tarkagala has appeared in Avenue Q, which he was Tony nominated for, Beauty and the Beast, and Shrek the Musical, his TV and credits. He's the creator star of Johnny and the Sprites, Sesame Street, Jim Henson's World Party, and Julie Green, Julie's, excuse me, Julie's Green Room on Netflix. And he's the creator, co-executive producer, and star of Splash and Bubbles. Lisa Henson, CEO of the Jim Henson Company, oversees production from development through post-production. Current projects include Netflix, The Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance, Sony Pictures Animations, The Star, and Happy Time Murders, starring Melissa McCarthy. Henson's multiple preschool credits include Dinosaur Train, Word Party, and Splash and Bubbles. Toby Froud began as the baby stolen by the Goblin King in the film Labyrinth. Toby found had grown up surrounded by amazing creatures and fantasy art. He has worked in many creative capacities, including sculpting, building, and performing for companies around the world. Additionally, he created the award-winning short film, Lessons Learned. DJ Spider is a veteran DJ and cosplayer, and she has an ear for music and a heart made for nerddom. Yael Simone is a multiple award-winning writer of comics and animation, her work in comics include fan-favorite runs on books as diverse as The Simpsons, Deadpool, Batgirl, Wonder Woman, and Birds of Prey, as well as her recent creator-owned book, Crosswinds, and the Eisner-nominated Clear Room. She is also a fierce of advocate for diversity in comics. Love Gail. It's going to be good to see her again. Yeah, she's awesome. Lips Down on Dixie is an Atlanta-based Rocky Horror Picture Show cast, which performs weekly Friday at midnight uh, shows at the Plaza Theater. Known nationally for their screen accuracy, the cast has made appearances at venues around the Southeast region, including Masquerade, Club Future, Chamber, Tongue and Groove, and others. The Atlanta Swing Orchestra is a 17-piece big band of volunteer musicians who enjoy playing music from the Great American Songbook and love to play for dances and concerts. 
Wasted Wine is a Southern Fried Violin Shredding Gypsy Prog Madness. Uh, the five piece that combines Eastern European folk inspired dance songs with blistering rock and roll. Wrap all that up with wild theatrics and an energetic stage presence and you have Wasted Wine. Michelle Harrison has remained one of the most sought after actresses in Canada, appearing in more than 70 movies and TV shows. She is currently seen as Nora Allen in a recurring role in CW's The Flash, guest starring in a few of those most highest rated episodes of the series. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat is an American retired professional wrestler and WWE Hall of Famer. Um, this one, folks, take with a grain of salt. Um, this is, of course, Ric Flair, and Rick um, took ill earlier this week. And basically, you know, everyone knows who Ric Flair is if you're any kind of wrestling fan. Even non-wrestling fans know who Ric Flair is. And currently he is in a medically induced coma. For They haven't re revealed the true reasons why, but I highly doubt he is going to be attending drag. Sorry to say that. Yeah. Yeah, I know. We wish we wish Rick the best and uh, speedy recovery. Yes. So I'll go on to Mallory Jensen. Mallory has co-starred as Medallia in the series Galvant and Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as Ada and Madame Hydra. Oh, crap. I'm really behind on that series and that totally spoiled it. Oops. Sorry. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> Nick Flood became a regular on the second season of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as Lance Hunter, a mercenary that Coulson turns to for help and agrees to join S.H.I.E.L.D. David Yost acted in over 200 episodes as Billy the Blue Ranger on the international television hit The Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. He also starred in the feature film Power Rangers the Movie. Since leaving the series, Yost has worked on the produced The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and Temptation Island. Walter Jones played the character of Zach Taylor, the original Black Ranger in the Power Rangers universe. Jason David Frank is best known for his role as Tommy Oliver in the long-running TV show Power Rangers. Jason morphed into a series of different Rangers over the years, Mighty Morphin Green and White, Red Zed, and Red Turbo, and then returned in 2004 as the Black Dino Thunder Ranger. William was thrilled about that when he was little. Now he just looked at it and went, eh. <laughs> William Stout is an American fantasy artist and illustrator with a specialization in paleontological art. His paintings have been shown in over 70 exhibitions, including 12 one-man shows. He has worked on over 30 feature films doing everything from storyboard art to production design. And last but not least, we had mentioned already earlier, Wallace Shaw. Wallace Shawn is an actor, voice actor, playwright, essayist, and comedian. His film roles have included Vizini in The Princess Bride, Ezra in The Haunted Mansion, and provided the voices of Rex in Toy Story. I forgot about that one. Um, and also Gilbert Humph in The Incredibles. And also there's Grand Vegas in Star Trek. That's yes. right. Yes, he was. Yep. Mark my boy. So, so it's... Uh... Well, very cool. Um, uh, there's a bit of bad news. Uh, John Heder had to cancel his uh, appearance this year. Um, so um, No Napoleon uh, that, Dynamite. Oh. No Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, so um, he was scheduled to be a co-host 
at the Night of the Georgia Aquarium event. And uh, so since he will not be there, uh, they've uh, announced that Claire Kramer, uh, Claire Kramer will be uh, taking over for that uh, co-hosting job. So, so excellent. Um, so but we yeah, have another certain culinary person coming we do yes that, that yes, was actually going to be the next one i was going to talk about because uh, okay all right all right because <laughs> actually that, that one that one came with a little bit of controversy did it did it did it on facebook oh facebook doesn't count well because yeah. he he announced it on facebook before dragon kind ever did <laughs> and I mean, he's local he's allowed oh yeah but it's funny because uh for those who don't know alton brown is coming to dragon con this year and he's <laughs> going to be yeah, doing I'm, I'm right there with her on that one <laughs> yeah i think a lot of people um he is doing his uh show sunday live from well, he's doing an announcement about his show yeah but he's doing well, he's but he's doing he's doing a He's doing oh, a panel on right. Good Eats. He's got the Good Eats crew with them, and they're going to announce the next project that is Good Eats related. Exactly. Uh, at his panel. So, he said basically uh, it's going to be the first time they're all together, to, and they're going to make the big announcement at the show. And yeah. they are announced, they're going to be in one of the big ballrooms in the Marriott. And he said it's going to sit like 2,500 people. So it, They're going to fill it. Oh, oh yeah, in, in a heartbeat. Yeah, easily. Yeah. I I know people that, that are just coming to. I try to go to. I know people that are coming just to Dragon Con to see him. They, <laughs> That's amazing. That they did. They had not planned on going to see Dragon Con, but now that he announced that he's coming, he, they're coming to the con. And I'm, I'm, I'd right. be cu- I'd be curious yeah. to see how much Sunday only badges, how much they went up when they announced that he was coming. Oh, is yeah. he only coming for Sunday? I think yeah. so. I think so okay. too. Okay. Um, I think they announced that after the panel, they're arranging a signing time with him as well. So, uh, but I, I don't. Well, I don't want to. Uh, I was going to say I don't want to put out more. No, 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 no. We've been into enough uh, trouble just, with that. Just ask at DragonCon <laughs> about all that information. I'm sure you know it'll be in the app or something when it's uh, released on the you know 28th. but uh no i'm very excited alton to me is a no-brainer for dragon con i can't believe he's never been a guest before i agree uh so uh uh it's hard to believe that only a couple years ago i saw him at smith's old bar so that was uh uh i feel really privileged that i saw him in such a small place because uh uh dragon con is gonna be huge and he's gonna rock so does it count uh, does it count that i get that i saw him at the harry's market in uh, Marietta? <laughs> yes. To me, that totally counts. Okay. Because, yeah, he, okay. Was sh- he was shopping and Judy walked up to him. You're! And he says, yes, I'm Alton Brown. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I know who I am. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> he was nice about it, though. So it was cool. Oh, that's good. Yeah, as long as she didn't try to get, like, any culinary advice from me. You know. No comment. I'm pleading the fifth. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. oh my god that's what i would do i would just like yeah. go up to him and be like this is like, a great why? price for apples is it isn't it do you have <laughs> a good recipe i could use i would just grab him by the shoulders and be like why can't i poach an egg <laughs> <laughs> i would do it like all chill like i didn't know who he was like you would do that to me in the store all the time and it's just really walk creepy. away you just walk up to me they're like this is a great price on potatoes, isn't it? And I'm like, do I look like I work here? Like, why are you talking to me? 
I would do that to Alton Brown, and I think he'd be really sweet about it. I'd be like, do I, I, think, I look like I eat potatoes? I, I, think people, <laughs> I, I think more people these days are asking him about his cats than about food. So, because his, uh, his, yeah, his two kittens have become quite the internet stars as well. So, so very cool. Well, it's a it's a great guest list. So I was going to ask you, Marion Nakoma, who what guest you're looking forward to, but it seems like Alt is really high on that list. We got the cat out of the bag on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely him. Like, I mean, I don't really do too many panels, but that's one I would like to try to see. And um, I know they have a bunch of members of the next gen Star Trek cast that are going to be yes. there too yes so if they end up doing like a big group panel since it's the um what is it the fifth or 38 30th anniversary of next gen this year so what? if they oh my god do something like old. no it's not that's not right it's 25th maybe i don't know there's some anniversary this year don't put this in there because i sound like an idiot and i know things <laughs> about star trek i swear to god mary um, mary mary it, <laughs> it, sweetie i think it is the 30th anniversary of next gen <laughs> Yeah, I think no, so too. Next gen, yeah, no, you, you, you know what? I was right. You're totally right. I'm, I was right the first time. It came out uh, in '87. <laughs> yeah, because I'm 29, and it came out the year before I was born, so that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> oh. I, It should have been easier for me to remember. I'm young enough. Hair flip. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go walk uh, anyway, away. No, I'm gonna go on my walker. Do, like, a big group panel. I'm probably gonna try to go to that. Um, I've seen. I think the entire cast individually, but if they do like a big group one, I may try to go to that. Mike, anything about any, any guests for you? All of them. <laughs> I mean, you actually, I mean, I know you're on a lot of panels and we'll get to those in a little bit, but um, do you actually, um, when's the last time you actually just went to a panel? Oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> I think when, I think it was when Mythbusters was there. Oh right, Adam Savage and and Jamie. When oh. Adam, when Adam and Jamie were there, um, I think we went, and I remember going to see the cast reunion of I Dream of Jeannie when they were there. When it was Barbara Eden, Larry Hagman, and Bill Daly, and okay. I remember that. But I don't go to a lot of like the big room panels because I just watch it on Dragon Con TV, truthfully. And yes, and I don't. I don't know. I don't feel like I really want to stand in lines and, yeah. you know, I might do it for Matt Smith, you know, but you know, like even Barrowman, you know, he's on dragon con TV and if he flashes the crowd, I'll see it there. You know, it's cool. <laughs> Cause dragon con TV is unrated. Exactly. It is. And <laughs> um, so no, most of the, you know, most of the panels and stuff, I might do the Alton Brown one just because I want to be there for, with everybody else yeah and you know because i don't think i have that many panels on sunday so i think i'm good with that so i think you know so i I might do that one or if they do the doctor who thing or you know i'll i'll look around and see but i really you know i don't even really even go into the walk of fame i do a quick walkthrough and you know just spot it because i don't do autographs i don't really do pictures you know we put in a list of people that we want to interview this year for the podcast and if we get half of those people i'll try to get pictures with those people when i interview them type thing very cool so 
you know, but that's the way I, that's the way I think. I don't go to the con to see the celebrities and stuff. I go to do the panels, see my friends and that's, that's what it is for me. And then usually on the last day, go to the uh, vendor room. Right. I'm kind of in the same boat as Mike. I, well, and especially this year, this year, I will not have as much free time as I've had in the past because I'm actually going to be working in the vendor room. Um, and then, of course, I'll be stage managing the burlesque show. So I'm going to be very limited on my free time. But even when I did have it, I don't like to stand in line and sit in a room with 1,800 to 2,500 other people to to see these people. I'll, I do the same thing. I do a quick walkthrough through the, through the Walk of Fame. And, you know, if I want to stop and take the time to see somebody or get an autograph, I will. But for me, it's not what I go to the con for. I go to the con to have the experience of attending the con and meeting people and building relationships. And honestly, my favorite parts are the things that aren't celebrity oriented. It's people watching the auction, the art auction, and uh, and um, the artist alley. That's that's where I spend my time if I've got it. Well, exactly. Excellent. The costumes also. I gotta love the yeah, costumes. Yeah, well, I, that's that's the people watching. Because <laughs> <laughs> because most of the people are in costume. Yes, exactly. some of my best memories of Dragon Con is literally just hanging out on the top level of the Marriott uh, lobby with Bobby and Judy and taking pictures and just watch like us staying still and everyone walk by us and just grabbing pictures and such yeah. and. That's just some of the most amazing stuff to do. And yeah, I'm cosplaying this year and, you know, we've hinted at it many times on the show and it's going to be fun, but I'm not there to, you know, I'm there just to have a good time and get other people's pictures and if people want my picture. That'd be cool. If not, yeah. I'll just be dressed as the dude. So it'd be cool. And if, I, and if I take the time to do a panel, it's honestly usually a much smaller panel where it's more intimate. They're, may or may not be a line for it um and i usually enjoy those more that sounds reasonable i you know i i haven't done i haven't actually gone to sit on a panel that i'm not in uh for a long time either uh probably since this will be my i believe my sixth year as a guest and even before that i kind of stopped going to panels um not because i i didn't like them just because I found that there was more and more taking up my time that I was enjoying, um, that uh, I really, uh, I really enjoyed, and and I do like um, you know the occasional uh, celebrity autograph or uh, not so much the photos, uh, but um, but the autograph. So, uh, but there's nobody except for Matt Smith who's going to be very. You know, that's a big deal. Um, and I, that's going to probably be a little expensive, and I don't know, and it's going to take a lot of time away from uh, my table. So I probably won't do that, but yeah. we'll see how that happens. Um, but yeah, as far as as far as y'all, I'm, I'm I'm right there with you. I'll just walk through the the Hall of Fame a couple times just to see, uh, you know, just to see folks and go, hey, that's cool. Um, and just for everybody listening, that doesn't mean that doing panels is bad. It's no, 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 <laughs> definitely not. Panels, no, no, no. good. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're on, a, I mean, Mike and I are on several panels, so please come and enjoy panels. Um, and I think Michael's, you know, I, I'll speak for you in a way. Um, we 
pride ourselves on being interactive on interactive fan panels. So if you come to any of our panels, chances are, if you want to speak, you will have an opportunity to do so because we love hearing from people in the audience and making them part of it. We're not just going to sit up there and be talking, you know, heads. We're just going to, we're, we're, we, we really like try to get people involved. So, uh, and, and our panels are usually really, really fun. Uh, we try to make those both the ESW one and the ESO panel for sure are going to be a blast. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> if we do this long enough, you know, we might be. And you know, according to Mary, we're all old anyway, so it's cool. So that's funny because when I mentioned Talking Heads, she referenced Futurama, but like that shows that she's younger than us. Because Mike, I'm sure when I mentioned Talking Heads, you and I thought of a guy in a big, huge, big suit. Exactly, burning down a house. <laughs> burning down a house. Oh my gosh, you guys. <laughs> So, um, oh, very cool. Well, speaking of panels, then, uh, let's talk about that, and let's uh, talk about some of the panels that we're doing, Mike. Which I know you've got, you're in the double digits. Of course um, I am. Uh, if you want to go over your real quick your entire panel schedule, feel free to, or just hit some highlights. Okay. All right. Here we go. Um, well, of course, the highlights for me are going to be the two ESO panels we are doing. We are doing, of course, the 35th anniversary of Blade Runner. And that is coming up um, through the uh, American Classic Sci-Fi track. And Mr. Mike Gordon and I will be on that one together. And that is going to be at 8.30 p.m. in the Marriott. And that is room M103-105. And what we're saying, everything's tentative still, folks. So. Just remember that. Um, the other Earth Station One panel we are doing as of right now is Earth Station One presents the Princess Bride Inconceivable 30th Anniversary. And that is going to be Saturday at 10 p.m. in the same room, M103 and M105. So please come check it out. And, you know, come dressed as your favorite character. I'm sure somebody will come dressed as the Dread Pirate Roberts. So it should be awesome. And it, you know, I think it's going to be a good time for that one. You know, we had a great time through the classic sci fi last year doing the Little Shop of Horror sing along. We had a blast with that. And yes. we couldn't figure a good sing along to do because we wanted to, we were talking about doing Spam a lot. And um, Joe couldn't get the rights to it away from the Brit Tracks people. Sorry. Um, but we're also doing. On Friday, again, we're doing 50 years of the Cybermen as Earth Station Who. And that is going to be Friday at 5.30 p.m. in Galleria 5 in the Hilton. And there'll be three mics on that panel. Oh, yes, there are. (laughs) I think it's going to be three mics and a Sue. It's going to be kind of interesting. (laughs) Yeah, three mics and a Sue. (laughs) I've heard movies started like that, you know. (laughs) It was a dark and stormy night with three mics and a Sue. So it should be a lot of fun talking about the Cybermen and, you know, those, you know, I have other panels I'm doing. Those are the highlights, you know, cause I'm doing it with my friends. I'm doing it with Mike and it's just going to be a blast to, you know, do the panels. I'm up to 13 panels as of right now. Some might go away. Some might be added. I hear. So I'm going to be a busy guy. So, but you know, we have also the earth station one meet and greet Thursday night at 
10 p.m. at the 22 Story Bar. That is in the Hyatt. And, you know, we're going to do the ESO meet and greet. We have, this could be the fourth one we've done, and it's going to be a blast. And we're looking forward to meeting everybody out there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's right after, right afterwards, and only just a, a, a little bit above, uh, a floor above the wrestling. So if you go to the wrestling event, just, uh, you know, come right up and, and hang out with us. And at least say howdy. We, we like yes. that. You know? Howdy as you walk on by. Exactly. You can buy, you know, buy me white Russians, Mike, a bucket of rum. He'll be very happy about that. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, I would never turn down a bucket of rum. Uh, ever. So, um, yeah, let's do it. Um, my panel schedule, uh, ironically, it's a, a coincidentally, I should say, um, it's uh, there's nothing ironic about this. Um, <laughs> coincidentally, there's a lot of uh, overlap between mine and yours. Um, I, of course, will be on the two Earth Station One panels, uh, the Earth Station Who panel. And by the way, if you are not lucky to uh, be there or if it doesn't work out, your schedule doesn't work out, that you can't be there for those. Or if you're just listening and you can't come to Dragon Con. We are going to try to record as many of these panels as possible for a future release. Uh, so um, we will try to have you covered. And at least two of these will definitely will be subjects for uh, an episode. Like, for example, the uh, Blade Runner one will be a an actual episode of uh, Earth Station 1. And the 50 Years of Cybermen will actually be a future episode of Earth Station Who. Some of the other panels that we're going to be on, uh, we're going to have to make sure that we clear it through the panelists that we're on with, et cetera, et cetera. So um, tune in later to see if, when, and how those are going to be released. Uh, but uh, I'll be doing, in addition to the Earth Station 1 panels and the Earth Station Who panel, I will be on three other panels. Uh, two of them are uh, in the comic track, uh, which is now located in the Chastain um, in the Westin. It's in the Chastain I through J ballrooms or rooms. Um, on Friday, Friday morning, uh, I will be at the Adam West Remembered panel. So uh, that'll be, uh, I don't want to say fun because it's not, it's not going to be like, you know, because uh, unfortunately Adam West uh, won't be there. But um, it'll be, uh, I'm sure, great uh, to share stories about Adam West and remember uh, what a great influence he was for a lot of folks. So uh, I'm actually looking forward to that, and I'm honored to be on a part of that panel. Um, and then on uh, Sunday at 1130, uh, I will be on uh, one of my personal favorite panels, the one that I champion, of course, every year. Um, we had a great success last year, and I'm, gl- I'm glad they approved uh, it to be uh, us to do again. So uh, we'll be doing a tiki panel. Uh, this panel is called The Art of the Tiki. And uh, I'll have uh, three really amazing artists uh, joining us on that panel. Uh, Shag, uh, Derek Yaniger, and Robert Jimenez will be joining us. Uh, uh, Jonathan Chafin, who is the uh, horror, uh, horror and clay uh, tiki mug man, uh, he will be. Uh, he joined me last year on the panel, and he'll be that back on this one as well. Um, and we're just going to have a lot of fun talking about uh, art, tiki, and all sorts of uh, pop culture influences. It's going to be a great time. Uh, so come on out for that. And uh, and then last but certainly not least, at Monday at 1 p.m. Uh, this is also in the comics room. Uh, this will be. I'll be moderating a state of the comics industry 2017 and beyond. Uh, this is going to uh, feature uh, a lot of great, great guests that we've had in the comic area. Jimmy Palmiotti, uh, Joe Pruitt, 
uh, Megan Hutchinson, Joe Harris, and and maybe some others. Um, so I'm really excited and honored to be moderating that. I really great discussion about uh, about where the comic street comics industry is now and uh, what we hoped it'll be in the future. So um, if you're, I know Monday's kind of crazy. But uh, we're going to try to go out with a bang and have a really great panel, uh, uh, despite everybody trying to pack up and leave. So, so uh, I'm really looking forward to that's my panel schedule, and um, uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, hanging out and and being at my table uh, once again in the Pop Artist Alley. That's always a great time for me. I love being there. I love the 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 room. Like last year was a new experience because we had moved over to America Smart. And there were some bumps. I'm not going to lie. There was some confusion uh, with that. So uh, they've they've learned from their mistakes, and they've already assured us that there's uh, some better things happening. So that doesn't happen this year. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, and I just like you know, it, it's it's really great time. We still had a lot of great traffic last year, and I expect to have even more traffic this year. So uh, I love I love the atmosphere of that room, and uh, I'm glad to be part of it. And also, uh, I will, uh, if you haven't heard on the ESO show um, that we do regularly, um, I we will have a new book out. Uh, so it'll be available at my table. It's called uh, Tales of the Station, Volume 2. We came out with the first Tales of the Station uh, last year. And it is a prose compilation, short stories of a lot of the uh, personalities of the ESO network have gotten together and uh, written some really entertaining stories uh, that uh, um, will be available uh, at that table. So, um, And most of the people who uh, contributed to that book will be at DragonCon, so you can get your book signed by various folks. Um, and it features a beautiful cover by uh, uh, Earth Station Who co-host Mary Ogle, and who also has written a story for, uh, for the book, too. So it's, uh, I'm really proud of it. And uh, I can't wait to show it off to people. So really, really good stuff happening for us. So um, that's what we're looking forward to, um, at least as far as Mike and I. What else are, are, are you folk listen, uh, are looking forward to? Mary, Tacoma, what else? What official or unofficial happenings or parties are you looking forward to? Uh, well, m most of my stuff is pretty unofficial. Um, mostly I'm just looking forward to being back at my happy place and with <laughs> my, my people and uh, getting to see people I don't see as very often and spend a little time with them. So uh, obviously cosplay is something I look forward to as well, but um, more than that, just the, the social interaction, the activity. Uh, the parties, uh, and then of course my job in media relations is a lot of fun too. So just as far as panels and stuff go, um, I will do my best to be at the official ESO functions Thursday and Sunday, I think is what you guys said. Uh, Sunday's not official. <laughs> sha, 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 sha. Official ESO. It's official for you. It um, is, but not uh, open to the public. Okay, well... Do you want me to start over? No, no. No, it's okay. It's good. All right. Um, I'll try to be there those two days. And then um, other than that, I don't really have a schedule um, except to be running around as Dan Carroll's assistant. So uh, if you need me, you're probably going to have to text me because I don't know where I'll be. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> um, speaking of things that are... Statement. 
Speaking of things that are not quite official, and, and forgive me if this is not if well, it's on Facebook, so I can't be too private. But I did see that you, Mary, you posted something about a untapped meetup. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Thanks for bringing that up. I spaced it. Um, no, it's not an official DragonCon event, but um, as most of us know, Monday night on the tenth floor of the Hilton is the the alcohol disposal party. So um, people who are traveling will bring their leftover alcohol to the 10th floor of the Hilton on Monday night. Um, so I participate in an app called Untapped, which is sort of like beer Pokemon. Uh, and you basically check in to new beers you haven't tried and you can earn um, rewards and badges and stuff like that. So um, I just say, gotta catch them all. And uh, there's no admission, obviously it's a public public space but if you feel so inclined bring a couple beers or a six pack from a brewery that's local to you so that other people can try some new things they might not otherwise ever get to try and hopefully we'll have some cool stuff that you've never had before either so and, yeah, and, and people who bring Budweiser you're gonna be thrown off the 10th floor it's okay uh, hey well it's a legitimate check-in if you've never tried it <laughs> that's true <laughs> um where can people go to find out more information about that we have a Facebook event. Um, it's just called the DragonCon Untapped Meetup 2017. Um, I'll make sure you guys have the link. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that does sound cool. I didn't know things were happening that late into uh, DragonCon, so that's pretty cool. Oh, really? Oh, my God. Yeah. Everyone who stays till Tuesday is, like, trying to milk that last of excitement that last... out of it to go home. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. I can understand that. <laughs> At that, if I only didn't have to work on Tuesday morning, I would, I would be, I would be there as well. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's I so take off Tuesday and Wednesday. it's so hard to say goodbye. It is. It absolutely is. And we're so tired. We're up there like Monday night drinking. Like, oh, I can't even get drunk. I'm so tired. I just <laughs> want to go to sleep. But if I go to sleep, it'll be over. <laughs> Okay, well, cool. Um, well, uh, certainly uh, not least, but uh, I just wanted to get to, because, Dakoma, you'll be working as well this weekend. What will you be doing at uh, DragonCon? Where, where can people find you? This is, this is the first year that I'm going to be working the entire convention, um, and I will be working with Personify 3D, who I do all my other conventions with, and we will be in the vendor room. Um, I cannot remember the exact booth number we are at, but we are going to be right, I think we're the second booth in on one of the corners. So if you make the big square, you'll find us. <laughs> um, okay. Outside of that, I will still be stage managing the burlesque, burlesque show, which happens on Saturday night at midnight. Um, and I believe it's going to be in the Sheraton again, but don't quote me on that. Definitely check your, your programs and your apps when they come out. Awesome. Awesome. Well, definitely. And that one usually has a pretty good line. So if you're going to go yes. to that show, you'll try to get there a little bit. I think they allow you to line up, what, two hours early? They, I think it's about two hours early, and they, we usually have people who are waiting to be allowed to get into line for that one. Yeah. And I've had, I've had many a personal friend ask me if I can get them in, and no, I cannot get you into that show. You have to wait like everybody else. I'm sorry. Yeah, I've tried. <laughs> Even if you're a guest, it, it was, it's the same applies to me. So it's frustrating, but it's a, uh, it's definitely worth checking out. So it's worth I the am, wait. You do need to bring your ID for that one. At least you did last year, which I'm hoping they're going to readjust this year. Last year we had some cloggage. They only had one set of doors open for people coming in and they were checking both badges and IDs and they were scanning yeah. the IDs. So there that was makes a sense. big, well, yeah, it does make sense, but there was a big holdup because everything was going on right there. And then they had the bar set up inside the room right next to it. 
and they only had one machine to scan all of the IDs. And when you've got 1,800 people, you're trying to get through a set of doors. It yeah. takes some time. Hopefully they've learned from that mistake. I sure hope so. Yeah, hopefully they expedite that process a little bit. Well, cool. Well, we definitely look forward to that as well as other things. Um, we're going to hear from some folks that are going to tell you what they're excited about and where they'll be uh, at DragonCon weekend. But before we do that, I just wanted to take a moment to uh, read an email that we got from a listener. Um, and uh, this listener goes by the name of Duckman. So does anybody know Duckman? Wow. So now I'll introduce you to Duckman. Uh, the email that we got uh, says, to start off with, I am so looking forward to meeting and making as many people smile as possible as Duckman. With the loss of a loved one last year, the day before the con, I am now determined to try something new every year in her memory. This year, I am trying to get photos with others that enjoy cosplaying, quote, their own thing. Uh, Hip Hop Trooper is at the top of the list, along with Sexy Sax Guy, Atlanta Fashion Police, and a few more. Last year, I marched in the parade and did kilt blowing and somehow ended up in a YouTube video of a lost camera. This year is photos and a small meet and greet with the Duck Man and the Duck Fairy after the parade. So look for the big ducky. It's our thing, and we love doing it. Hey, maybe even get on a podcast would qualify as something new also. Well, if you look us up, Duckman, if you come to the table, we can make that happen for you. Uh, but uh, he signs off all quacked up, the Duckman. And uh, P.S., if you see or hear a squeaky duck at DragonCon, my wife and I have been in the area. Um, you can find Duckman. Uh, there's pictures of him. He's got a Facebook group uh, called Duckman and Duck Fairy, and we'll have a link to it on our show notes. But uh, Duckman looks like, uh, I mean, he looks exactly the way you probably are picturing he looks. <laughs> um, and uh, a lot of fun. So he carries around a lot of squeaky ducks, um, little rubber duckies. So, um, and uh, yeah, it's all about the duck with him. So, uh, cool. Well, um, and we've got some people who've sent us actual audio messages as well. So we're going to play those. But before we do that, we're going to find out what, uh, our other crew members are looking forward to this year. And we're going to start with Michelle Biddick-Simmons, who's going to talk about um, Sex at Dragon Con, which I think we're all looking forward to as well. So I think that's a, a great place to, to take it away to, uh, to Michelle. Hey, everyone. Now we're here with Michelle. How are you, Michelle? Hi. I'm pretty well. How are you? How are things with Drop by Dragon Con? Everyone fit and trim now? <laughs> a lot of people. I am not trim but i am much more fit i'm very happy with that um uh everybody's busy it's a little crazy right now and uh we actually have had like 30 or 40 new members join i don't know where they keep hearing about us but that's great it's a great thing you know you guys are getting out there and some of the results you're seeing on your pages it's just awesome oh, yeah oh yeah oh yeah we actually have a couple of people that i think uh one we have a whole bunch of women that have hit Wonderland, which is a very big thing. But we have a whole bunch of guys that one of them just posted a photo, and I think he's close to 80 pounds off, and he looks fabulous. But, you know, and other people are working on their muscles and trying to get fit and trying to get in their costumes, and, yeah, everybody's doing their thing. We also have some people that really are seriously working to gain some weight because of health issues, and they're working to get healthier again. I could totally so see that. Yeah, it's what we do. We help everybody. Exactly. So it should be called Drop and Gain by Dragon Con. 
you know, or do something by Dragon Con. <laughs> whatever, do whatever by Dragon Con. <laughs> Get off your butt by Dragon Con. Right, right. <laughs> I like that. So what are we talking about this month, my dear? There are two things. You guys asked me to tell you what I'm looking forward to at Dragon Con. Of course. And that's my quick little thing. And what I'm looking forward to, Venture Brothers panel. Uh, we missed most of, like last year, we missed the one we wanted to make, and that really was sad. The writers' panels are several of them I want to see. Uh, I love Faith Hunter. I love Patricia Briggs. And there are other writers that I love that are going to be there. Uh, Poetry Slam and May the Audio Be Better This Year, because that really made me sad last year, because that's one of my very favorite things. And also seeing people that I only get to see one time a year, and it thrills me to no end to have hours to be able to just spend and talk to people. People I love, and I only get to see once a year. It's insane. And and all the drop-by people. And we're doing something this year. We'll talk about it after uh, Dragon Con, and we'll see how it goes. But um, it's not it's not DVD. It's a Hexenbrute that we're actually doing. Ooh, we're doing a Hexenbrute. Um, you have to go look it up. But um, And then we're going to discuss something we've been trying to discuss for several months now, and it keeps not happening. But the title, because I like to do titles of things, you treat your car better than your mojo and you drive them both. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah, because it's about your sex drive and a libido. And the thing is, people, we don't talk about this enough. We talk about, um, you know, women not wanting to have sex anymore because all of a sudden they're really tired. Or we talk about guys that... And this is actually really true, that when a guy is frustrated or angry or worn out, they tend to want to have sex. And when a woman is frustrated or angry or really stressed and tired and worn out, they don't want to have sex. There's a reason for that. It's actually, um, it's all in the androgens and the sex hormones. Um, Now, you have to remember there are a couple of things that people really don't know this, and it's so interesting to me. You're like the steroids. Your hormones are steroids. And steroids are actually based on cholesterol. So basically, all your hormones in your body are based on your cholesterol. Human bodies make the cholesterol they need. Almost everybody, unless you have a physical illness that stops it, you make enough cholesterol. Um, we end up like getting in problems because we eat stuff that builds up too much cholesterol, particularly the LDL kind, which is a low-density lipid, really bad for you. That's the stuff that ends up clogging up your arteries and, and messing with your cardiovascular system. And the HDL, which is the good kind, most Americans in particular are really low on the high density and we need high density. Um, carrying excess fat is horrendous for your hormones and the endocrine system, but particularly bad for basically sex drive, let's put it that way. Excess fat is linked to high estrogen in males as well as females. Is that not interesting? Wow, I didn't even know that. Yeah, here's why. Um, In women, their sex drive is technically, well, not even technically, we have a little bit of testosterone. And the testosterone is what actually gets your libido going and actually gets the uh, tingles to the parts you want to tingle. And it helps get your, your blood to the vaginal area. And in men... Men make their testosterone into something called estradiol, which is a form of estrogen, and that actually drives their libido. Now, what's interesting in this is women make their um, testosterone in the top of the kidneys, and men, we don't make a lot, and men, 
they can make it from their testosterone. So you can be a male that's making a lot of testosterone, but you have an issue, say excess fat, and you're making way too much estradiol. And you can actually have estrogen dominance the same way a woman who has an issue or has gained a lot of weight can. And in men, it can be low sex drive, if not total loss of sex drive in some men, loss of muscle, uh, hair loss, and then gaining the fatty tissue so that you look like you have breasts. There's a lot to that. Uh, it can really mess up a guy's system. Well, in women, uh, it can do horrible things, including make you no longer fertile um, because it can also bring on, you know, it's polycystic ovarian syndrome. It can make you sensitive to insulin. It can make a man sensitive to ins insulin as well, but it can also in women bring on early menopause. So body weight is a really big deal, particularly fats that are carried, stomach, thigh, back of arms. Those are all high estrogen fats because your fats can actually um, help you produce extra estrogen. And this is like, we don't get told a lot of this stuff and we really do need to know it. So getting your body weight down to a place where you are a lot healthier and you're not carrying a lot of stored fat is really important. You can be heavy, you can be curvy, but if you're, if you're doing the things you need to do, you're not gonna be dealing with this. A big part of it is poor diet, no exercise, gaining way too much fat, um, like too quickly, in fact, too much sugar. You can be insulin sensitive without ever being diabetic. Most people have no clue um, that they're even insulin sensitive, where they can have a piece of bread and, you know, most people don't have a piece of bread. Uh, you can have a piece of bread or a cookie or whatever, and you your insulin goes sky high because your body's trying to balance you out because sugar is one of those things that a little bit of sugar once in a while is fine. I would rather you have real sugar unless you're diabetic or have another issue that your doctor says no, but I would rather you having that than a fake sugar or the fake sugar is just not great for you. Um, okay, I'm going to go into this very quickly because I know we don't have a lot of time. So the things you really need to work on and you need to think about, the first thing is your heart, your cardiovascular system. This is a huge deal to everything, but for sexuality, well, excuse me, for sexual drive, because sexuality is a totally different thing. For sex drive, uh, your heart is, is ultimately important. Um, not just, you have to really think about this, your heart is what pushes the blood through you, gets everything where it needs to go, um, is what helps with um, getting the penis inflated. And that sounds really odd, penis inflated, and helps with getting the, because the, you have to get the blood to the vaginal area or the penis in order to want to have sex or didn't, be able to. Didn't I see that in the first Austin Powers movie? Yeah, penis inflation, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, when, you're, when you're really taking care of, when you're not taking care of yourself, when you're not eating right, you're not getting the proper nutrition, you're not sleeping, you're not exercising, your libido is likely to crash out. And seriously, it's, a, it's something that your body does uh, as a protection on many levels, and they actually think it's a form of birth control that is built into us because if you're not healthy enough, you shouldn't be producing uh, offspring. And so one of the first things that goes when you're in really bad shape is your sex drive. 
across the board. Now, remember, when men get stressed, et cetera, they tend to want to have sex, and it's because of the way their testosterone is turned at a higher rate into estradiol than women's, uh, than women's bodies can create. Not It's their ovaries, not their kidneys. I think I said kidneys, it's where they make the testosterone. In women, it's the ovaries, the very top of them, very small area. Um, okay, so if your heart is not working well, more than likely you're also going to end up with erectile dysfunction if you're a guy. This is a big deal because that is also a way that your body is trying to tell you you have issues. And a lot of times it's plaque. Uh, plaque buildup in the cardiovascular system and in the penis can actually be a real issue. And um, there's a lot of research into this. Part of it, I don't know if you know this, um, what actually inflates the penis is nitric oxide in your blood. Did you know that? Nope. I've That's learned something new. It's, it's sort of like the same thing you put in a car to super jacket when you're trying to get away from the cops. Think of it that way. So uh, if you have three raw pieces of garlic every day, and I don't mean an entire clove, so I'm saying three pieces from a bulb of garlic, raw, if you want to chop it up and chew it or whatever, add it to your food, get that in. That helps men and women. It helps um, with the testosterone levels in men and women but it helps with the nitric oxide, which, which actually men and women both need. But in men uh, with erectile dysfunction, that's a really good thing. It also reduces inflammation and has been shown to help remove minor blockages from chunks of you know, cholesterol that have been used as plaque. Um, vitamin C foods. You can take vitamin C and it will help you with things like your, your blood pressure being lowered, which is part of the cardiovascular system. It ups the nitric oxide. It helps your body heal. So even if you put a plaque in an area, now, now anytime I say plaque, think if a plaque is built up in a cardiovascular system, if it gets peeled off, that's an area for potential for an aneurysm or basically even a, a, like a heart attack because you can have a heart attack type thing or a stroke in your leg and in other sites. So if you have a plaque that you build up because of damage, when when, and it usually does end up happening, it gets peeled away, you potentially have an issue. So the vitamin C foods actually help this, but here's the deal. Eat the damn food, have the orange, not the orange juice. Orange juice is okay, eat the orange. Eat vitamin C foods, peppers, go and really research it, find the stuff you like, add it to your diet. Here's the amazing stuff. Vitamin C foods do better with the blood pressure, really up the nitric oxide, lower the low-density lipids, which is the bad cholesterol. They've seen 14% reduction in erectile dysfunction, getting men eating citric foods. And this is over just taking the vitamins, particularly in men over 40. This is really amazing. And 20% more on top of that, potentially, if you add an exercise and you're really making sure that you're getting it from your foods and not just taking a vitamin. The next one is zinc. You know how they tell you oysters, you know, the whole thing that, that makes you want to have sex. Um, it's because zinc is actually, um, zinc is also something that helps your body heal, but zinc is like the mojo rubber. Strawberries, raw pumpkin seeds, anything that's good in zinc, very, very good for your body, really great for your libido. Pumpkin seeds and oysters also have magnesium, selenium, copper, and D3. Amazing for your body. I would avoid the oysters. I would eat the pumpkin seeds raw, not salted. I would get strawberries in. That's an amazing thing. 
pop them on salads, great for you. Then beets, most people don't like beets. Beets are amazing for you. They get so much nitric oxide into your system, male and female. Um, this is one of the best things that they've shown for basically calming your system down, but allowing your heart to get more nitric oxide faster in different areas. It's one of the two things. And then blueberries. Blueberries are fabulous for you. They do everything that beets do, but they do, they've, they have this little boost to it. And it's probably because of, the, I can't remember what they're called, the xythosin, it's the blue color. Um, it helps to stop and get this, they've seen this and been able to prove it and reverse stiffening of the blood vessels. Cardiovascular area, you have plaque, you, as you take bad care of yourself, you know, you're not taking care of yourself, your, your arteries and stuff start stiffening because they're supposed to be stretchy. They're supposed to be able to take stuff and keep going. Blood pressure issues actually can cause them to stiffen up. All sorts of things with that can. Um, but they've actually shown with blueberries, fresh, raw blueberries, potential um, and been able to prove it to change the stiffening back to totally reverse it or stop it if you've just started doing that. Greens, and I do not mean head lettuce or anything like that. Kale, arugula, spinach, romaine, butterleaf, beet, greens, and Swiss chard, anything like that. Amazing for you. Great for the nitric oxide also, but it's also amazing for, I'm going to say gut, but it's really your stomach and intestines because it helps your body absorb things better and it actually relaxes your intestines. Um, it sounds odd, but part of the, what they think it is is a high uh, vitamin B sources and um, the green colors, and then dark chocolate. So like if you sat down and had a chunk of, like not a chunk, but an ounce or more, like two ounces at the most really, of dark chocolate, 70% or higher, had those with blueberries, pumpkin seeds, that would be so good for you because they're amazing for the cardiovascular system. They really lower your blood pressure it softens the vascular system. They've actually been able to record this, that there's a difference that it relaxes within just a few minutes of eating dark chocolate, 70% or higher. The raw cocoa nibs um, can make you hyper because they're you know, a really big source of chocolate, right, bam, into your system. But it's like Valium for your vascular system. It really calms them down. Black tea and green tea also do this. Um, but don't slam it, just a little bit in the morning, like three cups, no more than that. Chili peppers, particularly in females, the capsicum is amazing. It helps de-stress the system and can help with male and female estrogen dominance. They're not specifically sure of what the mechanism yet is yet. I've been really like watching this for the last couple of years because I've been reading about it for maybe seven years now. But the last three years, I've been really reading anything I can, and for some reason, the research is kind of stagnating on it. Um, it seems to be more from Europe than in the United States. And then the last one I'm going to mention is pomegranate. Long-term use of pomegranate, and I mean eat it, or if you like palm, drink the palm, but get it with no sugar added, as close to natural as you can possibly get. But if, if you can, eat pomegranates, and it's long-term use. There's this really amazing thing. It depends on you and your genes as well. But 10 to 30% reduction in plaques. 
and this really interesting cellular response where uh, every time your cell regenerates or actually is replicated, you have the potential, if you're not really taking care of yourself or some traumas happened, of having errors, which means this is actually one of those things where cancers can pop up or a cell doesn't come back properly, so every time it gets replicated after that, there's an issue, which is not a good thing. They're showing fewer errors when you do long-term use of pomegranate juice or eating pomegranates. This is amazing. That's pretty awesome, actually. All of this is about your sex, well, not sexuality, but your sex drive. It's about being a healthy organism, taking care of yourself. And when you're doing all this and you're exercising and you're working to get your fat down. Um, and I don't, I don't ever want anybody to like be paranoid about being heavy. Just start working to get the weight off and eat right. Do, do right for yourself. But all of these things can help you so much. And every single one of these actually ups your libido, ups your ability to, and women have orgasm, which is pretty damned cool, um, even though there's a genetic factor in that, which is kind of interesting. Um, but it also helps, it helps you deal with stress in your life. It lets your body spring back when bad things are going on and you feel like you're constantly being bombarded with stuff. So... It helps you in all aspects of your life. Do you have any questions? No, it sounds pretty straightforward because I just know from people who I've dated or people I was married to or myself, you see the difference once you start eating better and feeling better, your sex drive is going to increase. Right, right. Because your body literally does. It's like you don't have energy to do this. You don't have energy to move. You don't have the nutrients to do this. The first thing it wants to do is stop at the sex drive. And it is like, it is genetic. Well, it is as a mechanism, a safeguard to not reproducing in a time when there's an issue and your body's not working right. But I think, you know, it's like, that's one aspect, but the very fact that you're losing your libido and sex should always be a healthy, joyful aspect of who you are. And if, you're not wanting to have sex as an issue. And by God, if you really make changes and you're not feeling it, go to the doctor and get checked because there can be other things going on, mm -hmm. um, including, including like pituitary issues and stuff. And sadly that does happen. But um, it is, it's very interesting that I've, I've had this discussion with women before that when they're really stressed, they don't take like they, they all of a sudden they're not eating or they're eating really crap food because they think that, it makes them feel better. And I'm like, no, go get some dark chocolate, go get some blueberries, have some, you know, pumpkin seeds, have some walnuts, get some good fat in and just step away from the sugar. The sugar is one of the worst things you can do for yourself. And that's like white flour, sodas, any of that. And I had a Coke earlier and I will tell you I had a Coke earlier, but it's, it's, you know, sugar is evil, but it's also part of life when you need to grab a soda real quick. Exactly. So with wrapping up that segment, where can people find you at the con? Uh, you can find me. Oh, my God. Where can you find me? at the? You'll be damn lucky to find me at the con. The only time you'll be able to pin me down is the parade. I'm neon in the periodic table. And on Sunday, I think it's at 10 a.m., look in your um, – in the – 
Dragon Con info thing and look for the panel that's in costuming for uh, cosplay and health. I'm not sure the exact name yet, but I'm one of the people on the panel. I was last year, and it was a great panel. I'm again this year with several of the people coming back, and I added uh, someone from DBD who is going to be talking about uh, macronutrients, and she's fabulous. But before we go, I know it's very quick. Uh, here are the things at con. Consent. And if you don't feel like you can ask someone a question, they should not be a sex partner. Make sure you, you have friends knowing where you're going to go. Safety first and enjoy, but check and keep an eye on each other's backs because the best person to know what's going on is your friends and let them know where you're going and they'll check on you too. Nope. Totally makes sense. Consent is one of the number one things you need to remember, folks. Yeah. And if someone's drinking, don't have sex with them. If they're drunk, step away. Mm -hmm. And no does mean no. No always means no. Correct. Well, thank you, Michelle. And we will see you at the con. Yes. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> if you can catch me. <laughs> And now we have joining us Kevin Batchelder. Welcome back to the station, Kevin. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Good to be back here. You sound so calm. I'm envious. <laughs> I don't know. I guess years and years of practice. It's just, you know, what to expect when we get this close to con. Uh, I guess, well, yeah, it's over 20-some years for me, and I'm still feeling anxious and giddy and stressed and all sorts of fun stuff. So um, as are a lot of people, and, and rightly so. I mean, it's a big event. You want to feel, you know, obviously excited, which I know you are. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's just uh, I'm just starting to break down some of the different panels and things I'll be doing, and I'll probably I'll probably start to have a little mini freak out in a couple of days once I realize how much work I still have to do. Sure, sure. But now, uh, now, in terms of work, do you? So, how many panels are are you slated for right now? I'm one of those people who purposely doesn't count. Uh, wow. I know some people, some people like to like. I'm on eight. I'm on eighteen. I'm like, I'm just gonna look at them and and see how it all fits. I mean, I, I know see. that as you guys do too, from doing things, uh, you know, as panels go, some years. The schedule, the way it fell this year, like Friday and Saturday, I, I don't even have time to eat. I mean, I'm going to be eating while I'm walking. <laughs> um, and then like Sunday and Monday, pretty wide open. So just the way things kind of fell. So, you know, I'm, I'm more or less already kind of trying to figure in when I'm going to fit snacks in on a couple of those days. It's like, hello, start at 10 a.m. And oh, look, my event ends at 11 p.m. Great. Okay. Now, now are you <laughs> are you cross tracking? Are you because you seem like you're more than one track kind of guy. So so um, but you're are you spread out throughout a number of tracks, a number of hotels, or are you mainly uh, most of your panels are with one particular track? No, I'm doing on a few different. I usually have three or four tracks. It sure depends on how things fall. I actually had to bow out of a couple that would have been even more because of conflicts by the time things came together. But yeah, I'll be. Uh, urban fantasy, American sci-fi classics, American sci-fi and fantasy media, um, uh, along with some main programming stuff this year. So it, it'll not tons of tracks, but a few, and therefore there'll be Weston, Hyatt, Marriott. I'm not sure if I have anything in the Hilton. That might be the one I don't. Hmm. Uh, and I don't think Sheridan. So I think I'm only in three of five from a speaking point of view. The, uh, are there any in particular that you're, I mean, I know that you're probably looking forward to all of them to some extent, but are there ones that in your mind are 
can't miss that you want to give a shout out to? As far as the ones that I'm doing, certainly the thing that's going to be big for me personally this year is all of the Winona Herb stuff, uh, being the big herper and uh, knowing that we're going to have thousands of herpers descending on Atlanta for since we have the majority of the cast there. Obviously, I'm very excited for those cast panels. I'm actually going to be moderating one of the cast panels this year. That'll be a first for me, moderating a cast panel. Very on, nice. Uh, on Sunday. But I'm also moderating the Winona Herb fan panel. It's happening on Saturday. Looking forward to that, obviously. You know, anytime I get a chance to moderate something, be it fan or uh, cast. But also, you know, speaking on, I'm also, you know, I, here we go. If I start, I'll list like 10 of them. The, if I have to pick one other one, uh, um, I'll highlight the fact that uh, this year is the 20th anniversary of Buffy. And uh, so I'll be on the, uh, the Buffy fan panel, uh, which is, should be pretty cool. It's uh, Urban Fantasy Track this year with the Whedon Track dissolving. Yep. It's the first year Urban Fantasy has it, and it just happens to be the 20th. So uh, very excited to do that one there for Carol. Um, you mentioned something interesting with thousands of, you said thousands of uh, Winona Earp fans descending on, on DragonCon because the whole cast is there. Is this a rarity for the whole cast to be uh, at, a, at an event like this? It's, uh, I think, as you guys know, we tend to DragonCon to get some members of shows that are currently airing. Um, you know, but just by the nature of them, it's hard to get a large portion of a cast because of uh, shooting schedules and being very busy actors. So kind of like a couple of years ago when we had like almost all of the Lost Girl cast there, it's the same thing for Winona Earp. We have like all except one of the main cast. So from a Dragon Con point of view, that's, I think, a little unusual to have that many. The cast is always at San Diego Comic-Con, but that's a totally different vibe, as we know. Right, so, right. Um, I just didn't know if, like, you know, for Winona Earp fans, like, this is the con to go to because of this uh, this opportunity. Well, it is in the sense that up till now, uh, and most of you folks who are aware of other cons know, getting a ticket for San Diego Comic-Con is, I won't say impossible, but it's incredibly hard. So, right. so Winona Earp fans haven't had a chance to be able to easily get a ticket to a con where you have this many cast members ever. So that's why I say this is going to be huge. I think as far as attendance goes, certainly from what I'm hearing, being in that community and uh, trying to help folks out with information, we even set up like an email list just for the uh, folks who are coming. Uh, and there's a couple hundred people on it. Those are just the ones who decided to get it on the email list. So I, I know it'll be a large following. So yeah, I think that's going to be uh, a big part of con certainly this year with uh, so many of them. And I know having spoken to the cast, they're very excited too. Not that they didn't love San Diego Comic-Con, but realizing that it's going to be a little more laid back, not quite as promotional, where they have to go, go, go. They can kind of hang at their signing tables and do multiple uh, cast panels, Q&As, too. So they're looking forward to it, and I think the fans are as well. Very nice, very nice. Um, now, uh, apart from panels, uh, fan panels and celebrity panels, um, cast panels, uh, are you, and and uh, apart from the uh, Winona Herb group, are, I know that you, you know, like to to do the um, photo signing stuff with certain celebrities. Are there certain celebrities that you're eyeing this year? From the point of view of autographs and photos, I got to say this year, I don't think so. Um, I usually only do like maybe one or two of those a year. I look for someone I haven't seen or, or someone I'm a big fan of. And maybe it's because I'm so deep in, in all the Winona Herb stuff, along with, you know, the usual uh, big bunch of panels that I haven't really, not in a negative way, just as none that are like, aha, I actually have to get this one from the celebrity point of view. It doesn't mean when I, as I always do at some point Friday, try to find the time to wander through the Walk of Fame that I might not just have not been aware of a certain guest or 
or see an opportunity and have to jump on it, but I'm not planning on any going in, but I always like to stay flexible. Gotcha. Gotcha. You know, the same is for me. There's not anybody, um, apart from Matt Smith, which might just take uh, way too much time and money to make <laughs> happen this year. Um, uh, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not really sure about any of the others. So, um, what about um, what about events outside of the panel? Now you're doing obviously we talked about it before. I think a couple. I think last time you were on, we talked about uh, the screening, right? Yeah, we do have our our uh, sci-fi drive-in theater heckle along on Friday night. Myself and Joe Crow hosting there, um, screening the Time Guardian from 1987. So yes, that's a kind of been a regular on Friday nights. Uh, so definitely looking forward to that one. Should be a lot of fun. We always have a blast uh, on that. So. Uh, that's probably, aside from the newbie events that we do on Thursday afternoon and early Friday, that's probably the big uh, non-panel type event uh, that uh, certainly I'll be involved in that, that we're always prepping for and, and having a blast with. Very nice. That's when, I'm sorry, Saturday? Is that Friday Saturday? Night. Friday that? night. Oh, Friday tonight. night. Friday night. Friday yep. night. Okay, good. And uh, any other, um, uh, do you go to any of the other sort of uh, parties after uh, official or unofficial? I'm looking forward this year, Carol and the Urban Fantasy Track for the first time on the, it's actually the track's fifth um, anniversary as a track. Uh, she's doing a Friday night uh, party, which is a first for her. So I'm hoping after the drive-in finishes up that uh, I'll wander over there and kind of see what's going on. Uh, haven't, uh, since she hasn't done a party before, so we'll kind of see how that one goes. Uh, and the other, it's not so much a party, but an event that only comes around every couple of years that I'm really looking forward to is the Buffy Horror Picture Show, uh, which the Urban Fantasy Track is doing sh two showings of on Saturday, uh, fairly early evening. But I'm definitely, that's always a blast with a couple thousand Buffy fans singing along to all the songs and stuff. So I'll, I'll certainly be looking forward to that on Saturday night. Absolutely. That, yes, that's uh, awesome. Is that something that, does that skip every year? Yes, because they do, then they alternate. Yeah, what the Whedon track used to do is they alternated between the Buffy and the Dr. Horrible. I mean, those productions are a massive amount of work. So each year, there was either the Buffy year or the Dr. Horrible. Now that uh, the Whedon track has been uh, dissolved into the other tracks, I don't know what Carol's plan will be going forward, whether they'll be doing it every year or not. But it's been two years since we've had the Buffy one. So uh, really looking it's forward time. to it. It's yeah, time. and with Buffy celebrating 20, 20th anniversary, yeah. that's mm -hmm. yeah, it's time to do that. Yeah, so yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, I well, very cool. Very busy, very crowded. As far as the newbies group, I mean, you start now. Do you start on? Uh, do you get here on Thursday and start up with that, or is that even earlier? No, I for the last few years now that we're doing the newbie groups on Thursday, I come in on Wednesday, um, just to make absolutely sure uh, and and review things since we start up Thursday afternoon. I mean. In my case, I'm coming from Boston. I could take a Thursday morning flight. That wouldn't be too difficult, but I like to get in, get comfortable. Uh, and also for me, because things get in a great way, so busy come Thursday, Friday, Wednesday's kind of, Wednesday nights become the night for a lot of my good friends that it's about the only time I'm going to see them all weekend. So that's when we try <laughs> to get together for a bite to eat or a drink uh, and, get, and can actually relax to do it because come Thursday, the way I tend to run con, along with some of them, it's going to be, you know, passing in a high five in the hallway because of all the stuff that's going on. So yeah, I usually come in Wednesday and then things start really going full speed come midday Thursday. And is there anything that's changed or people should be aware of for uh, the newbie tours on Thursday? 
Uh, nothing really to be aware of, as far as I know. Uh, and again, until we have official confirmation in the app and the printed program, we're going to be hopefully in the same room we've been in the Marriott there, A601 and 602, I believe. But as always, check your printed guide or, or your app. Um, but as far as doing it, the, the wonderful thing, um, Kim McGebany and Sue Kissenweather are the folks who really kind of lead the, the tours. They do a great job organizing all the helpers, all the folks who are tour guides and wranglers, as we call them. You know, someone in the front, some of the back of the group. They're always trying to improve that with the ways that we get folks flowing. And I got to say, they just are so awesome at that. I just kind of, you know, nod every time they come up with an idea because they're doing so good with that. And then Michael Faulkner and I tend to be the ones who stay back in the uh, in the room while all the tours are going out just to do the impromptu Q and A and and share some tips while uh, Kim and and uh, Sue are doing the organizing and getting folks out there. So I don't think anything radically different. We just every year try to learn a little bit from the year before, uh, try to do them a little better, use the feedback uh, that we get in the app, as you folks are always talking up to. It's the same thing for the newbie events. We tell folks to rate us in the app and let us know. And then Khan is is wonderful to share that with me. And, and we take some of that criticism or suggestions or attaboys and you know try to factor it in to be a little better at it every year. And and well, you guys have just been doing an incredible job. So it's uh, that's a commendable thing, and it's really grown so much. Uh, oh, it's, it has. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, with the with the the fact that the convention's grown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really. You know, it's it's such a great as I've mentioned before, certainly in some of our previous segments, uh, situation of the con. You know, reaching out to us because you know we're we're official, not officially a part of the con. We're not like we're a track or anything like that. Uh, we were just doing these things kind of on our own, and con saw it, saw it was a value. And uh, as con has done so many times, just you know, uh, takes advantage of using folks who are willing to help to help other con goers, and and gave us, you know, the space to do it and put us in the program. And yeah, like I've mentioned before, we went from you know, 50 or 60 people who would show up when we met in the lobby of a hotel, you know, just via Facebook groups and email to, to five to 700 people once it's listed on the official uh, schedule. So yeah, that, that was a bit daunting the first year or two when we had to manage that many people and getting them out in small groups, but Hey, now that we've done a little bit, we're ready. So the numbers keep going up and up and we just try to stay on our game. And, and the great thing is all the folks who are there have a good attitude for it. Even a couple of the years when we were really kind of learning our way and things weren't quite as smooth as even we wanted to be, there was just more chance for everybody to, to talk to other con goers and other newbies to maybe line up somebody to spend some time with at the con. As many folks know, when you're brand new, you don't tend to know anybody yet. So, hey, if I'm sitting next to somebody who's also brand new, they're going to have the same questions and problems that I am. Might as well strike up a conversation. And you guys do <laughs> such a great job at it, too. Well, thank you. And like I said, Kim... And Sue and also Michael, it's not just me. I mean, the four of us kind of leading it, as well as the thousands of people that are in the group. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And those tour guides uh, that are willing to take the time every year to learn the routes and, and to go out multiple times because they're going out with a group and coming back and then going again. So they're doing a lot of walking there on Thursday afternoon. And oh, those, we those, couldn't do it. Those tour, those tour guides are amazing. I just want to say I highly commend them. <laughs> <laughs> Present company included, right? Now of course. How many, how many years have you? How many years have you done that? This is my third, I think. Yeah. So there you go. And that's what we love is is folks willing to do that because it's you know it's not an easy thing to do when you've got to keep uh, 
your bearings on where you're going and answering questions and sharing information and then boom, you're back to do it again with a different group of people. So it's only because we all are willing to take some time that this truly does succeed because of everybody's involvement. Do you exactly. think that this year it's a, is it more challenging? Cause it seems like there's more changes this year than any other year. Am I wrong about that or? Well, it would depend on what you mean by changes from a newbie point of view. I mean, there's always tracks coming and going and merging, but we don't try to get too granular in the info we're sharing for that reason. We try to encourage people. I mean, what we try to do is is very much take away that, if you will, the fear of, I have no idea what's going on, to at least, oh, okay, we've got a bunch of hotels, we're going to show you some of the basics, and we're going to answer some basic questions. But when you want to start, well, where is this track, and what does it cover, and okay, well, that's going to be in the app. And you go and find out. You kind of do a little exploring yourself to do some of that learning. That's part of what we try to do. Because if we tried to get too specific, like you said, so much changes that we could never keep up with it. We'd be giving folks bad information because we'd be going on our, our gut of what we learned the year before. So the bigger picture items haven't radically changed. I mean, we've got America's Mart now in the picture. Uh, so realizing it's the separate building and where it is some of the things like that. And, you know, and as some things change there, we try to make sure we're aware of it. But it's it's amazing how often people within the group are the ones answering the questions instead of the four of us who are kind of, um, <laughs> you know, trying to manage it or oversee it. And it would never work if it was only us. It's great when a lot of times these things are being answered by other people or, or folks like Mike, too, who helps out and, and gets some questions. You know, the great thing the dynamic part that's kind of fun on that Thursday is the first few tour groups that go out when they come back, we're also kind of learning like, okay, how's it rolling out there today in the sense of, you know, we're we hearing different questions that we have in the years past. Should we be highlighting certain things for the folks who are in the room waiting to go out to let them know, hey, this is what we're going to do first, or this is what we're hearing folks are asking about. Should we talk about it now? So you don't need to bring it up on the tour, which can sometimes take away from what the tour guide is trying to do. So we do try to roll with it, but it's like anything else. You're kind of in the moment and waiting to see what happens. Mm -hmm. And we tell folks that kind of at the end, though, is as you saw from the tour guides or any of us here who are answering the questions, none of us know it all. So <laughs> we all use the community. We're all learning. You don't have to feel like you have to become that expert because <laughs> even we know we're not. So it takes that level of, oh, okay, I, I thought maybe there was this gigantic amount of knowledge I had to absorb. No, we're still figuring out. We make mistakes, too. Well, you guys do look like a big, you know, know-it-all sitting at the table in the front of the room above everybody else going, <laughs> ask us anything about the con. Which is why I try to avoid doing that very honestly. Certainly on the newbie tour afternoon, I try to get the portable mic myself and the same with Mike when he's doing it because we'll take turns talking and use it to be walking in the room. We don't want to create that like you just described, that uh, up on Mount Olympus kind of thing. That's one of the things I'm not a huge fan of for uh, the Friday morning Q&A panel that we do, because we do a Q&A panel after the walking tours at 5.30 to 6.30 in that same room. Um, and the table setup is a little elevated, but not much in that room. So it's kind of the same level as the folks in it. But, but Kevin, but the, it's uh, awesome that they added the backlighting behind you guys last year. <laughs> <laughs> but the, uh, the Friday morning panel has been in one of the Hyatt rooms that has got that stage that is like five steps to get up there and that's a little daunting it i'm not as comfortable doing that because then it does feel like yeah you know yes what would you like to ask zeus go first you know it's a little too uh differentiated but you know that's just the nature of rooms at con 
Well, we are very appreciative of the time that you spent uh, contributing this year with the DragonCon Con Report uh, for all you do at the convention. We're very excited uh, to see you. And I mean that this time I'm going to see you. This, it's it's going to have to happen, and this year is uh, is as good a time as any, man. So uh, I, I'm going to make sure that it happens this year. We make it happen. I'll send you an email with my, my preliminary schedule, Mike. We'll see if we can at least pass in the hallway somewhere. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Hey, sometimes <laughs> that's enough, man. Uh, that's, that's all. Hey, that's all you get. So, that's right. <laughs> uh, but no, I really appreciate it, and uh, I look forward to seeing you at the convention, man. You guys as well. It's going to be a lot of fun, folks. Looking forward to you. Be sure to say hi if you've been listening to the podcast. I'd love to hear it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And now we have with us Eternal Zan once again. Welcome back to the station. Thank you very much. I'm so excited and maybe just a little bit panicked and terrified. <laughs> that's the that's normal. That's normal for this time of year because uh, we're oh so close. So So tell us, what what are you looking forward to the most? Well, the next thing I'm looking forward to, honestly, isn't Dragon Con, but is this weekend, because this is my packing weekend for Dragon Con. Since I'm a volunteer for setup, my schedule is a little accelerated. So when a lot of people are packing, I already have to be done and on the road. So this weekend is my weekend where I'm going to frantically stay up all night and finish my costumes because I get inspiration out of terror and deadlines. And I I, honestly, I've done some of my best work like 24 hours before the convention. (laughs) And it's like, I plan, I plan, I plan. And then I do the Marie Kondo thing where I'm like, what do I own? And I put it in a pile and I'm like, what can I make out of this? And I feel like that movie where they're trying to save, like, what was it? A, Apollo 13 and everything's in a pile and they're like look this is what's on the shuttle this is what you have to work with we need to save lives people it's pretty much like that but with costumes <laughs> right i i think a lot of people are, are in that same position so um now what day do you arrive well it depends on when i get done with my stuff i'm hoping to make sunday my driving day this year which means basically Monday is my Wednesday because Thursday is the new Friday and I'm all I'm volunteering for setup starting on Tuesday so I'll be doing setup on Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday and helping out with the newbie tours also on Thursday which means kind of my new Thursday is going to have to be Monday and since it takes me a whole day to drive there hopefully my driving day will be on Sunday. Wow, that's uh which is not at all confusing. No, not at all. I'm glad you can keep it straight. So, hey, um, so that's 82,000 people there. We we need some setup team in in there to get ready for everybody. Absolutely, and that's really that's really early. So, yeah, you will be there before most of us, and and some of us even live here. So, uh, good for you. So, so what what events actually during the show are are you going to be part of, participating in, are excited about? What's what's going on with you? Well, I'm looking forward to the app when it finally comes out, you know, two minutes before the convention starts or so it always feels like, because I would like to see a Matt Smith panel this year. I'm a big Doctor Who fan, so I'm really looking forward to that. And I also am going to be speaking on some fan panels, which, of course, all that is very tentative. 
and could get moved around 16 times between now and then. But my name in the app should be Zan Bowden, Z-A-N, Z is in zebra, A-N, so it's Zan, but it rhymes with fan. And my last name is Bowden, B-O-W-D-E-N. And I always tell people that's bow like what little girls wear in their hair and den like where a bear lives. And so if you search for my name in the app, hopefully you should find it in there. And, but right now what I'm scheduled for is a panel on the EFF track, Women in Science and Technology Careers. And I'm also on the Brit track for a couple panels, Victoria and Humans, and on the Apocalypse Rising track for the Handmaid's tail fan discussion panel which i'm very excited about that because that's that's very recent of course and i've reread the book and watched the old 1990s movie and i like really prepped for that one and then also ethics and military sci-fi created races and genetic manipulation and that's on the military sci-fi media track so I'm, i'm really excited about that because i haven't been on a panel about ethics before I've been in the audience for them, but not a panelist for one. So those discussions always get very heated and entertaining and quite passionate. So I'm really looking forward to that panel as well. And you're you're dancing around a number of different tracks, too. I've always been a track hopper. I've always been incredibly disloyal. So I just... (laughs) We don't don't look at it this way. It's like Dragon Con's like a buffet, you know? Exactly. I don't just stay in the salad section. I want some desserts. I want some meats. I like to do a little bit of everything. So, yeah, I just like to throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. And, you know, I applied for a bunch of stuff and something. Applying to speak on a fan panel is pretty much the same as trying to get into a panel as an audience member. Like, you don't know if it's going to work out. So you just try a bunch of things. And if one thing doesn't work out, you just try something else. I got to see if uh, at some point we can find somebody who tries to attempt to go to at least one panel or event by by every track during the weekend. Oh, like I, like track bingo. I don't know if that's actually physically possible, but I'd love to see someone try to attempt it. Yeah, that that would be amazing. I don't know if they still have Dragon Con bingo. They probably do somewhere, but that used to be a thing. <laughs> right. Yes, yes. Where there was they would actually put out online like all the things you could try to achieve during Dragon Con to get bingo. So, yep. Um, I did get an audience question. Oh, that did you? I wanted to, yeah, quickly absolutely. address. Hope, hopefully, yes, you didn't already get to this one. Somebody asked if we could do a rundown of all the track changes, like where all the track rooms were. Did you? You didn't happen to do that, right? We've done it as they've happened, but there's been some changes that uh, we still don't know. Um, so my best my best advice is to check once the app comes out and verify, 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 um, because um, there's there's been uh, some tracks that have moved, um, and they're still wondering where they are. Exactly, and you know, it's a lot of times you don't even know what happens until the day of the con. Well, a lot of times you don't even know what's happened until afterwards. And yeah, that's a good, that's a good really, point. Then then you're not even really sure. So so yeah, that's um, we would love to have that information, but as it as it and 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 plus I you know we've we've done a couple times where we've told people certain things and we had to make a correction at the beginning of this episode, where the information that we had on hand was accurate at the time, but then something changed, and so I don't want to add to any more confusion. So my 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 best advice would be to 
uh, to go with the official word of the folks once the app comes out and uh, and and then of course at the con itself. Okay, yeah, that's pretty much what I had guessed. The only thing I would add to that is I've been nearsighted for a long time and apparently you don't get less nearsighted as you get older and go to <laughs> Dragon Con year after year and look at that tiny app and schedule. So my best advice on that is not just to get excited when the app comes out, which we all will have a big old drinking party online when that happens, but to go to the dragoncon.org website to see when the PDF of the pocket program is released. Because as Absolutely. far as I know, they're still doing a PDF of that. Because what I like yes, to do yep. is just print out in the back the maps of the hotels, because I find that easier to see because right on those maps, they will label where all the track rooms are and all the hotel rooms. And then if the app crashes and say, I just remember I'm going to the Marriott, but I can't remember the, you know, where exactly this particular room is located and it's hard to see on my tiny little phone, I can just whip out my big old eight and a half by 11 printed pieces of paper with maps on them because that'll be even bigger than it's printed in the pocket program. The pocket program's only a half size piece of paper. And so that's a really great way to be able to physically see where everything is because you can't memorize every level and every hotel and no. ever, I mean, you have to have really good spatial awareness that I don't have to memorize every room and every hotel and every level and where, where everything is. I just, and, I can't even attempt that. And so many of them have moved. So yeah, if, if, and, and yeah, I would also say, yeah, once you get there, check with, um, you know, the info people too. So, and to allow yourself plenty, if there's something that you're really, really, really passionate about, a panel that you really is a must have, please do your due diligence and make sure that you know all the particulars of where the room is, et cetera, et cetera, before, and you get there plenty of time so that, you know, so you don't miss it and, and you don't, you know, and you figure out, Oh, well, the line for that was, you know, it was started two hours ago and now it's, it's already full. So yeah. So you just make sure that uh, you investigate that sort of thing first. Yeah, there's definitely rules about how early you can get in line, but you can do recon early. You just can't stand yep. around in a fake right. line that doesn't exist five hours early, but you can figure out where the room is so that you at least know what volunteers to go ask when the time comes. So um, so beyond that um, and beyond the panels that you're doing, um, and of course, uh, getting a chance to see Matt Smith, um, do you, are there any events, either unofficial or official, that uh, you're partaking in that you're excited about? Well, I'll be going to the Dragon Con Aquarium again, so I'm Very excited nice. about that. Of course, all the Eternal gatherings. I always look forward to the Eternal members party on Thursday night. Open bar, celebrities. It's like a small, exclusive little thing that is the only thing Dragon Con does officially for Eternal members, all the other stuff on DragonConEternalMembers.com, that website, that's all just fan run stuff I do. So I really enjoy the party that Dragon Con th uh, throws for us. I also have space for a couple more newbies to mentor. I know I've talked about that a couple times this year. So if anybody's interested in just basically kind of having a phone a friend to help you out during the convention, you know, after you've taken the newbie tours and and walked around a little bit and you still feel like you have some questions and just want somebody to get in contact with, you can send me an email using the contact form at dragonconeternalmembers.com and mentoring first timers, or you don't even have to be a first timer. It's okay if you've been away for a few years and you just want somebody to help you out when you come back. 
I've done that for a few years and I really enjoy that. Um, my parade groups are full, so that's amazing. The Cult of Marriott Carpet Parade group is full. So I'll be in the parade again this Very year. Nice. This will be our third year. It'll be our second year for the Cult of Marriott Carpet. And if you missed out this year, you can still follow our Facebook event, which again, all my stuff, you can get to it at dragonconeternalmembers.com. You can follow that event for this year because pretty soon I'll start posting plans for next year because the parade did have a wait list of 400 people this year. Uh, so a lot of people, unfortunately, are not gonna be able to get in. But if you wanna start getting a jump on planning for next year, you can do that. Uh, the Eternal Members, parade group also doing that and that also filled up and we're going to have a charity bucket in our eternals badge pickup room in the marriott again this will be the second year for that and i'm sure you've talked about the charity matching going up to a hundred thousand dollars right absolutely yeah so the eternals definitely want to do our part and help out with that and if you want to buy an eternal membership before dragon con is over you just head on over to the Sheridan registration and remember they should take off the cost of this year's badge when you upgrade. So if you buy at the con, that'll be a savings of like 80 to $160, depending on when you got your badge this year. And then finally for the Dragon Con rooms group that we've talked about a bunch this year, there's a lot, this, this time of year is when the most happens in there because roommates drop out people's situations change, they find out they can go to the convention after all, or they can't because of work or life or school. So if you think at all you wanna join that group or any other Facebook group, go ahead and do that soon because most of the moderators, we're all gonna be at Dragon Con too and we're gonna to have the same self signal as you. So any Facebook group you wanna join, Go ahead and do that soon for the Dragon Con Rooms group. There's a couple quick scre screening questions you have to answer. They just helps us know you're a real person and you'll get some really helpful tips about how to get the most out of the group too. So you want to definitely get a jump on that. And the Dragon Con Rooms group is Dragon Con Rooms group is in the URL. And if for some reason it doesn't come up in your search, there's a link to it on dragonconeternalmembers.com too, just because I run that site. And so I just decided to put a link to all the things I help out with on that site. So it's just like kind of a little one-stop shop in there. Awesome. Awesome. Well, one of the things I'm definitely looking forward to is hopefully I'll get to see you for more than five minutes this, this weekend. Yeah. Are we on a panel together? Uh, not that I know of. So yeah, it's I haven't gonna seen be, our it, names together. It's yet. it's gonna be it's gonna be tricky, but because uh, last year I saw you twice, although I think in both combined, maybe for um, maybe two two minutes a piece. Yeah, I think one of them was like right at the end of one of your panels. Oh, I'm also gonna be on a fan panel for the CW show, The 100. I don't know how I missed that. Oh, very cool. Very nice. So, and the Eternals will have our, we have a Wednesday pre-convention Wednesday dinner. And so, yeah, we have a bunch of stuff uh, for, and anything we have on the Eternals website is, and mostly we're of course active in Facebook, but the website is just there to point you to the resources. Anything we have for the Eternals other than the Thursday night party, which is put on by DragonCon is open to anyone. You don't have to be an Eternal or even no one, but it is a good, place to meet other Eternals if you're, you know, interested or have any other questions about that that aren't answered by the website, which, you know, is pretty comprehensive. But there's always like one more thing that I'm like, oh, I wish I'd thought of that. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, very cool. Well, thank you so much for everything that you've contributed uh, to the Dragon Con Con Report this year. And and I know you've got uh, probably right after this, you're going to start packing. So um, so thanks. Yep, thanks right, a lot. Right back to it. Definitely. I've, I've actually been packing for weeks, I, like a little <laughs> bit at a time. But, you know, some things you yeah, some things have to wait to the last minute because I can't take over my entire house with luggage for a month before con. So, you know, like everybody else, you just do what you can with what you have and it'll all doesn't feel like it right now, but it will all work out in the end and be totally worth it. Just like it always is. It's it, it is. And it will be a great time. So we're looking forward to seeing you there. And thank you so much. Thank you. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Johnny Pine coming to you. I am the host and MC for the 2017 official kickoff party for Dragon Con, known as the Bunny Hutch. We are in our ninth year, and we cannot wait to have everybody come join us. This year, it's going to kick off at 10 p.m. We're going to be at the Grand Salon at the Hilton. We have moved, so once again, that's the Grand Salon at the Hilton. We've got hundreds of prizes. We've got a raffle giveaway. I've got two of the best DJs from the local scene going to perform for you. I've also got four distinct prizes and four surprises that are going to be up on stage for you. So come and join us wearing your very best bunny and half mashup costume. And don't forget to join that fabulous costume contest. We will have giveaways for the first 250 people in the door. But speaking of that door, we're looking at almost 3,000 guests that are going to join us at this year's Bunny Hutch. So get there early, get in line, and expect to have an amazing time. Don't forget to pick up that Thursday night badge for $10 at registration before you kick off all the rest of your Thursday night festivities. Once again, folks, we cannot wait to see you over at the Grand Salon at the Hilton for this year's 2017 Bunny Hutch. Once again, folks, this is Johnny Pine, Atlanta's number one playboy and most eligible bachelor. We cannot wait to see you. We'll see you next week. Bye. Yes, yes. Hello, Dragon Con people. This is Kevin from the Flopcast right here on the ESO Network. And yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing everybody down at Dragon Con. Chicken Town is a long way from Atlanta, but I'm making the trip down there as I do every year. I'll be working with a couple of different tracks at Dragon Con. So you can find me there at the uh, American Sci-Fi Fantasy Media track. I'll be on a bunch of panels with them, including a panel about Wonder Woman, panel about Riverdale, and a few more. And uh, you can also find me, of course, with the uh, American Sci-Fi Classics track. I'll be on their Legends of Sci-Fi panel, as well as the 1977 Sci-Fi TV panel. That's going to be a good one. Check that out. You can hear all my weird theories about Fantasy Island. And, of course, I'll be part of the Challenge of the Super Nerds. And lots more. So much fun stuff going on on the Classics track. Beyond that, I will just be wandering around aimlessly all weekend. If you do see me there, please come up and say hi. I will give you a Flopcast badge ribbon. I should be easy to spot. I'll be in my disgruntled podcaster costume as usual. See you there. Hi, ESO Podcasters. I just wanted to let you know how much I enjoyed the Dragon Con Con reports. This is Lee Benjamin, and I wanted to let you also know that during Dragon Con this year, Axonar will have a fan table in the Hilton. See you there. Take care. Bye. 
Hey there, ESO listeners. It is I, your old pal Van Allen Plexico, host of the White Rocket Podcast. This will be my 20th Dragon Con, and I'm so excited. I'm excited that in addition to the usual Marvel DC Jeopardy, and I think this will be like the 19th or 20th year we've done that, and science fiction literature Jeopardy, I'll also be bringing back Starship Showdown, where the fans battle it out among all the various starships of movies and TV and comics and novels, and I'm just the host. Plus, I'm excited to be on panels this year covering topics such as Game of Thrones, Iron Fist, Vikings, The Dark Tower. My goodness, great stuff! As well as alternate history, new pulp, and military science fiction. Woo! And guess what? I also get to interview Larry Niven and Jerry Purnell together and moderate for their panel for the science fiction literary track. How awesome is that? The authors of Lucifer's Hammer and A Mote in God's Eye, among others. Classic works. And I'll even have a table in Artist's Alley this year for the first time with a bunch of my stuff, my card game, and all my books, including the glorious new art book showcasing Chris Kohler's illustrations from all nine of my Sentinel's superhero novels. So come on by the Artist's Alley and look for me. I'll be there, and I can't wait for an awesome, awesome Dragon Con 2017. Woo! Lane. We're doing some panels for uh, the Silk Road track. Uh, some panels are informative and some panels are entertaining and some are informative and entertaining. Uh, we promise nothing. But if you want to hear some nerdy info on various subjects, well, uh, this is the place you, well, the most you'd lose out of your life is an hour, so give us a try. I'm going to be doing the panels on the following subjects. Supercars, kaiju, and space battleships. The influence of Japanese sci-fi culture on American pop culture. You know all the cool Japanese shows you ran home from school to watch uh, after you were a kid? Yeah, we're going to talk about that here. That's going to be on about uh, late afternoon Friday, uh, Saturday night, around 10-ish. Asian horror and exploitation, a discussion of the evolution and standards of Asian horror and exploit- exploitation cinema, followed afterwards by a showing of Versus, a great gonzo funny film with plenty of violence and gore galore. And Sunday afternoon, Gamera, a history on screen and behind the scenes of America's most are the world's most famous, favorite, giant, fire-breathing, flying turtle. Uh, we'll have giveaways, bad jokes, a handsome moderator, <clears throat> and plenty of nerdy learning. Uh, remember, the Silk Road track has been moved to the Hilton. If you go to where we were last year, you'll just find a short Darth Vader there saying, I find your lack of being that disturbing. Hope to see you there, and remember, above all, no refunds. See you in a couple weeks, and be safe. Hey guys, Angela from A Geek Girl's Take here. My schedule for Dragon Con this year is not as busy as normal. I'm working for We Love Fine in the dealer's room, so during the dealer's room open hours, I will be in there working. So if you happen to pass by the We Love Fine booth while in the dealer's room, stop by and say hi. Other than that, I will be on the Women in Doctor Who panel for the Brit Track Saturday at 10 p.m. So if you happen to be in the Sheridan and want to hear a cool Doctor Who panel, stop by. Other than that, I will just be walking around after the dealer's room is closed and cosplaying. So if you happen to see me, if I have my ukulele with me, I'm always up for playing a song. So just let me know. I'll pull it out. Or just stop and say, hey, I'm always happy to talk to people. Thanks. Greetings, fellow Dragon Con Report listeners. This is Mark Heffernan. Normally, 
I'd be quite excited about the Doctor Who guests that are coming to Dragon Con this year. Uh, but I've met them all already <laughs> at other conventions. So, this year, the guests that I'm really excited to meet at this year's Dragon Con are Megan Follows, uh, who recently appeared on the CW show, uh, the historical drama Rain, and probably a bit more famously as Anne of Green Gables way back in the 1980s. I think there's going to be a lot of closet Anne of Green Gables fans at Dragon Con this year, including myself. Also quite excited to meet Tony Anselmo, the voice of Donald Duck and he is probably my favorite Disney character, so it'll be really cool to actually meet the voice of Donald Duck. Probably the other thing I'm really excited about this year's Dragon Con is I'll be debuting my very first non-Doctor Who cosplay. Up to this point, all I've ever cosplayed as is as Doctor Who characters, but this year I'm going to be doing a Marvel character, oddly enough, another Doctor, because I'm going to be debuting my Doctor Strange costume at this year's Dragon Con. Really excited about that. Looking forward to participating in the big Marvel cosplay photo shoot on Sunday. Well, anyway, that's what I'm excited about. Um, I'll be very interested to hear what everybody else is excited about. And thanks for listening to my short uh, uh, report on what I'm excited about for Dragon Con this year. This is Gerald Glassford from Pop Culture Cosmos saying hello to all friends and listeners of the ESO Broadcasting Network at Dragon Con. We just wanted to wish everyone out there an awesome and truly unforgettable experience out there at DragonCon 2017. We here at Pop Culture Cosmos are always working on bringing you the latest news, analysis, and information on the world of movies, television, video games, comic books, and more right here on the Pop Culture Cosmos show and the PCC Multiverse every Monday and Friday right here on the ESO Broadcasting Network. Have fun at this year's Dragon Con, and here's hoping you have yourselves a great day. Thank you so much for everybody who sent us in uh, voice messages, who called our, our feedback line. We really appreciate it. Um, a lot of them were very entertaining. And uh, for anybody who called, uh, I definitely check out um, – I encourage you to check out uh, all the panels, everything that they're participating in as much as you possibly can because – uh, a lot of them are good friends of the station. Some of them are even part of the network, and uh, we definitely encourage you to uh, check it out. We'll probably be at some of those events ourselves. So, um, I, of course, you know we can't do everything, but uh, speak uh, for yourself, Michael Gordon. <laughs> I I am. I'm speaking for myself. I know. Well, I, I, yeah, I can't. I can't do everything. So how about that? So okay. I did say we. You're right. You caught me on that. So speaking of we. We are now drawing a close to this episode of the 2017 Dragon Con Con Report. It's our last pre-con show. So big thank you to 
everyone for joining us for this episode as well as uh, all our other episodes. Thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for contributing, everybody, including uh, Michelle Biddick-Simmons, uh, Kevin Batchelder, Eternal Zan, all the other folks that have contributed to us this year have been great. And, of course, um, our, our, we'll have uh, links to the show notes to some of them online uh, because we want you to check out and support them. Um, and also big thanks to our regular station crew. Uh, thanks. I'm so glad you were able to join us for this next, uh, well, this last episode, Tacoma. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very, very glad to be here and I'm sad that I missed out on so many, but, uh, but I'm looking forward to, to everything. So. Well, we do understand life happens, uh, and it tends, it does tend to get away a dragon con, but we are glad that you are with us here and we are glad that we will be seeing you in a few weeks at the con. You will, you know, I always make time for you guys. Thank you. Uh, and thank you, Mary. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. I, I am so glad that your Skype has uh, not completely <laughs> crashed on you. All right. Don't jinx it. Yeah, I know Jake is. Well, we're saying goodbye now, so it'll be okay. It'll probably stay on. It'll probably, it'll be fine for the rest of the evening now. Yeah, so. I'm sure it will. <laughs> well, thanks for everything. Once again, we made it through another year. Totally. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Absolutely. Yeah. And and although he's not here, I do have to uh, actually uh, thank Darren for his involvement uh, this year with the uh, Dragon Hunter Port. We we hate to do it without him. We've we've had two occasionally, uh, like this week. So his schedule just didn't allow for it. Uh, I know that he's preparing and he's busy and he's stressed as well. So uh, look forward to seeing him at the show. Um, and of course, thank you, Mr. Director Faber, for which if none of this would be possible. Mr. Director, wow, I like that. <laughs> I could let that title go. All right, cool. Oh, always well, my pleasure. After, after Dragon Con, I'm just going to be referring to you as the dude. Well, yeah, of course. So no, Lebowski. That's the other guy. I'm the dude. Uh huh. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Well, thank you, sir. And uh, and yes, I will see. I know that I'm scheduled to see you a lot at the show. So. Oh God, yes. Exactly. Yeah, we'll get sick of the show. We haven't so. yet. So <laughs> exactly. Well, we try to cover all we can with these episodes, but um, especially now. Uh, to keep up with the latest news, uh, check out the official DragonCon website. Uh, check out the Facebook group. Check out their Twitter page. Uh, they will. They have uh, the most up-to-date information. They will eventually release the app. I know people are stressing about it, but uh, it probably won't be out by the time people, this show airs. But um, uh, it will be out, uh, so um, you will be able to plan accordingly. Um, all the tracks are active on Facebook as well as uh, various social media. So reach out to them as well to find out the latest and greatest of what uh, what they're doing. Um, and uh, we here on Earth Station One, we can be found on Facebook, Twitter, Google Plus, Stitcher. We want you to be part of the station. We want you to be part of the discussion. Please feel free to join us on our on our Facebook group. Uh, we love interacting, and uh, we will have up-to-date information. You can ask us questions about DragonCon there, too. So if you want to reach us and you have a question about DragonCon prior to the event, if we can help out in any way, we'd like to do that. So uh, you can reach us either uh, publicly by our Facebook group, or you can send us, a Mike and I, a, pri a private message. We will be more than happy to help out when we can. Um, and we need your help, too. So please help support us. Uh, by clicking the Amazon link at the top of the ESO homepage and, and filling up your cart, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, with a few weeks to go 
whether it's Amazon Prime stuff to help you with your costumes or just any other geeky stuff. Uh, keep that link up there. Remember, uh, it doesn't cost you any more uh, to buy stuff through Amazon with that link, and it really does help us out a lot. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Mike Gordon, and it has been my pleasure. We'll see you at the con. Hold on for a sec, though, Mike. We're not leaving quite yet. Um, I do want to make a statement retaining to something. Going through what happened this past weekend in Charlottesville, in Virginia, there's rumors going around about some ugliness at Dragon Con already. And I'm not trying to feed anything. I just want everyone to remember, have a lot of tolerance. You're with your friends. You're with your families. And just remember to have a good time. And if things look threatening, things look strange, contact the security folks. That's what it's there for. Don't let bad things happen at our con. Don't let anything bad happen at our con. This con is special. Let's not ruin it for others. And just remember, have a good time. I just wanted to say that at the end of the show, because we're not going to talk to you guys before. And, you know, from me, from Mike, from Mary, from Tacoma, from Darren, all of us here on the show, we look forward to seeing you year after year after year. You know, let's not ruin that. Let's, you know, continue doing that. Just my two cents. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Dragon Con is really a place of fandom and love. And uh, we want to do everything we can to promote that and keep that that special okay that's me so, off my soapbox i'm done that's all right that's uh, appreciate that and uh yeah cool well um thanks for that and i don't think i could even say anything to even come close to following that so uh, we will see you at the con And a broadcast of the ESO Network, your station for all things geek, classic, current, and beyond. Be part of the crew at esonetwork.com.